Good morning, everyone. And we will call our 2022 annual business meeting back to order. Wow, what an exciting day. It's been three years in the making to get back to this point where as a collective body, we will primarily consider today resolutions that this membership has brought before our organization. And we'll do it with everybody participating, both on Zoom and in the ballroom. So as we go through that process today, I'll continue to use the words patience and kindness, and maybe one more word, two words actually, less verbose if possible. <laughs> but it is us. So first, we want to make a couple of announcements before we get started, some exciting announcements. So related to Illum and COVID accessible testing, I want to recognize Clark Rackville, our Director of Advocacy and Governmental Affairs. Good morning, everyone. Uh, is it just me or does it feel like the last day of conventions kind of snuck up on me? Yeah. Well, we have some great news. The Illum COVID-19 tests have arrived. Um, these are the more accessible tests that when connected to a smartphone provides accessible audible instructions as well as accessible results. Oh, and Ms. Sharon Lovering is in the back left corner of, the, of this room behind section C and everyone can take up to five tests with them. So test tonight, test in the morning, test before you leave, test when you get home. And once you are home, there's a bit of news coming from the administration. So initially, when the more accessible tests were made available, and, and keep in mind, they've only been available for a little over a week or two weeks now. Uh, and at that time, anyone could order two of these tests. And as we all know, two, two is, is very good. We're very happy about that. But two doesn't get you very far. Now, today, the administration is going to announce that an individual may order up to 12 Illum at-home tests. And you can do this from the administration on community living. You can do this by going to covidtests.gov. You can link to the press release that's available on the acb.org homepage. And if you still need assistance, you can always email advocacy at acb.org and we'll be happy to share the information, the, the website and the phone numbers so that folks can get the tests that are most accessible for them. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Clark. Great news and keep advocating. All right, few other announcements this morning. If you were uh, a represented an affiliate or committee team that participated in the walk, uh, Leslie, and you did not pick up your walks when the picture was taken during the um, RDC report yesterday. 
Some, uh, some of you who did not have an opportunity to pick those up that represented team, affiliate teams, those plaques are available in the first row of Section A, so that's A13. So please see Leslie on a break, and she'd be happy to get you your affiliate plaque so you can take it back to your affiliate and recognize them for all their hard work. Comcast is also doing their demo again today until 1 o'clock, so during a break or whatever, if you would like to mosey over to room 211, right around the corner. And 215. I'm oh, sorry, 215. Okay, I apologize. Thank you, Rick. 215, uh, right near here, near the ballroom. So if you'd like to go to 215 and see that demo and put, uh, put your name in to maybe win a free uh, accessible smart TV, uh, please go see them. Uh, they'd love to hear from you. All right. Um, I think that's about it. For announcements, I'll say one more time real quickly, if you're interested in joining the monthly monetary support program, please get in touch with Jean Mann. Her number is 888-999-3190. That's 888-999-3190. Or email her at askacbmms at gmail.com. That's A-S-K-A-C-B-M-M-S at gmail.com. This is exciting news. We are down to five raffle tickets left for the drawing tonight for the $5,000. So you've hurried to registration, and I don't know if Alan Peterson's got one still left hidden in his pocket somewhere. But, you know, this is your last chance. I think we'll be sold out by the time we get to the banquet tonight. But, you know, when you get a chance, head to registration and pick up that last one of those last remaining raffle tickets. All right. We are now going to do our pledge. So I'd like to introduce our J.P. Morgan Chase fellow, Danette Dixon from Lidwood, Washington, along with Clark Rockfall, our Director of Advocacy and Governmental Affairs from Alexandria, Virginia, and Nancy Marks Becker, our CFO from Minneapolis, Minnesota, to lead us in the pledge. Danette, Clark, Nancy. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you, Danette, and congratulations, and thank you, Clark and Nancy. Now we are going to hear uh, Kelly Gask present our corporate sponsors for this year's convention. The American Council of the Blind would like to thank our 2022 conference and convention sponsors. Their continued support is sincerely appreciated. Diamond Sponsors Vanda Pharmaceuticals J.P. Morgan Chase Comcast Microsoft Meta Vispero Emerald Sponsors Amazon MGM Resorts, Verizon, Walmart, Spectrum, Johnson & Johnson, Ruby Sponsors, AT&T, Google, Waymo, Cruise, Adobe, NCTA, the Internet and Television Association, Onyx Sponsors, Mobile Voting, an initiative of Tusk Philanthropies, American Printing House, 
Election Systems and Software, Democracy Live, Topaz Sponsors, ACB Lions, Pearl Sponsors, Library Users of America. Good morning, everyone. And we will call our 2022 annual business meeting back to order. Wow, what an exciting day. It's been three years in the making to get back to this point where as a collective body, we will primarily consider today resolutions that this membership has brought before our organization. And we'll do it with everybody participating, both on Zoom and in the ballroom. So as we go through that process today, I'll continue to use the words patience and kindness, and maybe one more word, two words actually, less verbose if possible. <laughs> but it is us. So first, we wanna make a couple of announcements before we get started, some exciting announcements. So related to Illum and COVID accessible testing, I want to recognize Clark Rackville, our Director of Advocacy and Governmental Affairs. Good morning, everyone. Uh, is it just me or does it feel like the last day of conventions kind of snuck up on me? Yeah. Well, we have some great news. The Illum COVID-19 tests have arrived. Um, these are the more accessible tests that when connected to a smartphone provides accessible audible instructions as well as accessible results. Oh, and Ms. Sharon Lovering is in the back left corner of, the, of this room behind section C and everyone can take up to five tests with them. So test tonight, test in the morning, test before you leave, test when you get home. And once you are home, there's a bit of news coming from the administration. So initially when the more accessible tests were made available, and, and keep in mind, they've only been available for a little over a week or two weeks now. Uh, and at that time, anyone could order two of these tests. And as we all know, two, two is, is very good. We're very happy about that, but two doesn't get you very far. Now, today, the administration is going to announce that an individual may order up to 12 Illum at-home tests. And you can do this from the administration on community living. You can do this by going to covidtests.gov. You can link to the press release that's available on the acb.org homepage. And if you still need assistance, you can always email advocacy at acb.org. And we'll be happy to share the information, the, the website and the phone numbers so that folks can get the tests that are most accessible for them. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Clark. Great news and keep advocating. All right, few other announcements this morning. If you were uh, a 
represented an affiliate or committee team that participated in the walk. Uh, Leslie, and you did not pick up your walks when the picture was taken during the um, RDC report yesterday. Some, uh, some of you who did not have an opportunity to pick those up that represented team, affiliate teams. Those plaques are available in the first row of Section A, so that's A13. So please see Leslie on a break and she'd be happy to get you your affiliate plaque so you can take it back to your affiliate and recognize them for all their hard work. Comcast is also doing their demo again today until one o'clock, so during a break or whatever, if you would like to mosey over to room 211, right around the corner. And 215. I'm oh, sorry, 215. Okay, I apologize. Thank you, Rick. 215, uh, right near here, near the ballroom. So if you'd like to go to 215 and see that demo and put, uh, put your name in to maybe win a free uh, accessible smart TV, uh, please go see them. Uh, they'd love to hear from you. All right. Um, I think that's about it. For announcements, I'll say one more time real quickly, if you're interested in joining the monthly monetary support program, please get in touch with Jean Mann. Her number is 888-999-3190. That's 888-999-3190. Or email her at askacbmms at gmail.com. That's A-S-K-A-C-B-M-M-S at gmail.com. This is exciting news. We are down to five raffle tickets left for the drawing tonight for the $5,000. So hurry to registration, and I don't know if Alan Peterson's got one still left hidden in his pocket somewhere. But, you know, this is your last chance. I think we'll be sold out by the time we get to the banquet tonight. But, you know, when you get a chance, head to registration and pick up that last one of those last remaining raffle tickets. All right. We are now going to do our pledge. So I'd like to introduce our J.P. Morgan Chase fellow, Danette Dixon from Lidwood, Washington, along with Clark Rockfall, our Director of Advocacy and Governmental Affairs from Alexandria, Virginia, and Nancy Marks Becker, our CFO from Minneapolis, Minnesota, to lead us in the pledge. Danette, Clark, Nancy. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you so much, Kelly. Appreciate all our wonderful sponsors for this year's convention. Next, we've had the opportunity, we read the individual convention sponsorships uh, on Sunday morning for those who had contributed during our pre-registration period that ended June 20th. But other folks have registered and participated in our convention since June 20th, and many of those people have recognized the contributions of ACB by signing up as a convention sponsor. So at this point in time, Nancy Marks Becker, our Chief Financial Officer, is going to read the additional individual sponsors who gave so generously to our convention after June 20th. Nancy. Good morning. Platinum sponsor, Guillermo Robles. Gold sponsor, Marjorie Beeman. Silver sponsors, Jane Tolino, 
Cynthia Hawkins, Cindy Vega, Chris Gray, Bronze Sponsorships, Jeannie Fike or Fick, and Jay Teagle. Thank you, Nancy. Let's hear it for our additional individual sponsors. Now I would like to introduce to you our diamond uh, sponsor for, for today's proceedings. This is exciting. They are now officially known as Meta. Some of you all may recognize their iconic brand, Facebook. But we would like to introduce to you Monica Desai. She is the Vice President of Global Connectivity Policy and she resides in Washington, D.C. Let's give a big round of applause for Monica. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much to ACB, and thank you, Dan, and thank you, Clark, and, and to Eric Bridges for inviting me here to speak um, today. I'm really thrilled to be here in person after two years of virtual conferences. Um, yay. <laughs> yay! And, you know, as, um, as Dan mentioned, my team um, covers accessibility and uh, in addition to the broader connectivity and access portfolio, which includes online messaging, online video, infrastructure, net neutrality, and spectrum to give you context. Um, before joining Meta, I spent over a decade in senior positions at the Federal Communications Commission. I served as Chief of the Consumer and Governmental Affairs Bureau, which develops all of the policies and rules in connection with accessibility issues. And it was during this time that I first met Eric and became acquainted with the great work that ACB does. I remember speaking at an ACB event way back then in that role. I also later served as Chief of the Media Bureau, which has oversight over broadcasters and cable companies and oversees captioning policies. I was also previously a law firm, uh, a partner at a law firm where the, my practice included counseling clients on accessibility matters. And this is all to say that accessibility has been a significant part of my career over the last two decades, which is why, um, which is one of the reasons why I'm so happy to work at Meta, a company that is working hard to improve accessibility of our products and diversity and inclusion in our workforce. Um, at Meta, Access and inclusion is really fundamental to our mission, which is to give people the power to build community and bring the world closer together. Our products, which include Facebook, Messenger, WhatsApp, Instagram, Portal, Ray-Ban Story Glasses, Workplace, and Quest are all built in part to bring people together, and we want that to mean everyone. We are well aware of the estimates that more than one in seven people globally have a disability, including more than 39 million people across the world who are blind, and more than 285 million people with, with other types of visual um, impairments. So we know it's imperative that we build products uh, and experiences that are inclusive and accessible. And making our products accessible is critical to getting our mission right. We know that assistive technologies and tools, including screen readers, zooming software, automatic alt text, 
can help people with uh, vision loss connect with their friends and family while using our products. But we also know that they have broader applicability um, beyond people with, um, with, uh, with visual impairments. And so for, um, for context, Meta has a dedicated centralized accessibility team to define, de um, develop, and distribute user accessibility requirements, training best practices, tools, technologies, metrics, and other support to advance accessibility work throughout the company. At the same time, accessibility is treated as a horizontal function across the company. So this means that accessibility uh, work is embedded into different departments that touch the product lifecycle, including at the design phase, research, and engineering, as well as in policy and legal, which results in an important cross-functional effort to promote accessibility in our products. Um, we've also been hard, uh, working hard to make visual media more accessible to people who are blind and low vision, whether that means photos and images, stickers, or your next generation experiences. Many of you are aware, are familiar with one of our most well-known efforts, which was automatic alt text, used to describe photos and images automatically. Um, automatically. We know that um, we learned, oh, thank you. <laughs> you know, we um, understood from, from research and engagements that screen reader users wanted to engage with and share photos and also desired more information about a photo's content and context. Um, as many of you are aware, the standard technology for describing photos to people who use screen readers is through alt text. And that's a text-based description of the photo that is manually inputted by the person who uploads the photo. All text is compatible um, with screen readers, obviously, so that the description is available to people using screen readers. But unfortunately, adding that alt text takes time and a little bit of skill. And the vast majority of photos that are posted by, um, are posted by individuals who don't know how to use alt text or why it's even needed. So we created an AI-driven photo description technology that automatically describes objects and photos to people with vision loss, and that's called automatic alt text. And that uses object recognition to generate a description of photos um, to, uh, so that someone using a screen reader can hear a list of items that the photo might contain. The original vote, uh, version that was launched in 2016 could recognize 100 common uh, concepts and objects like tree, mountain, outdoors, but we knew that it was just um, rudimentary and the next logical step was to expand the number of recognizable objects and concepts and refine how these were presented. So last year, in January of 2021, we announced the next generation of automatic alt text which is now able to recognize over 1,200 objects and concepts, more than 10 times as many as before, including highly requested concepts like landmarks, more types of sports, breeds of dogs, and various types of food. We accomplished this by training the model, the automatic alt text model, on billions of public Instagram images and their hashtags. Most people who use automatic alt text do, do enjoy it, but we also learned that many wanted more detail than a simple summary statement of images. So on the Facebook app for iOS, we introduced an additional feature 
where automatic alt text can now provide a deeper and more detailed image description on demand, achieving an industry first by making it possible to provide a count of the recognized objects, positional information, and a comparison of the relative prominence of objects in an image. Automatic alt text descriptions are right now available in 45 different languages, helping, it, helping to make it more useful to people around the world. And as of March 2022, more than 80% of images displayed on Facebook and in Instagram do contain automatic alt text. Um, stickers, oh, thank you. <laughs> stickers are another type of image and a huge part of self-expression on Facebook. They're very popular, but authored by third-party creators who didn't often add alt text description. We recently ran a fix-a-thon internally to try to ensure that every sticker had a description, a useful description, and put in place a new process to ensure that future stickers will have alt text too. So now all stickers on Facebook have a descriptive alt text so that um, people with vision loss can enjoy them too. Um, we've also thought a lot about how people with vision loss capture and upload pictures themselves, photos and images themselves. We've incorporated a voice-assisted camera feature in WhatsApp that makes it easier uh, for people to take photos. It works with the voiceover screen reader on iOS devices. When voiceover is running and when you activate the WhatsApp camera, you'll hear verbal cues when a face is in the viewfinder and where it is, so you can frame your picture uh, in using that uh, direction. The talking camera works in more than 30 languages, and in keeping with our privacy commitments, we don't log any information about who uses this feature, and we don't know whose face is in the frame. All images taken with WhatsApp cameras are, take, are sent end-to-end -end encrypted so that only the sender and recipient have them. Um, we also developed Ray-Ban um, story glasses, and we've learned that many people with vision loss struggle finding um, their smartphone or camera and snapping a photo right in the moment when something memorable is happening. In 2021, we launched smart glasses called Ray-Ban Stories that enable people to capture photos and videos hands-free using voice commands while wearing the glasses. They look and feel just like popular Ray-Ban Wayfarer sunglasses, which is one of Ray-Ban's most popular models. Um, uh, so they are very comfortable, um, and they can even take, uh, you know, and they have the built-in camera, microphone, and speaker, which, uh, you know, which it enables you to take photos on command. You just point your head toward what you want to capture and use your voice to take a photo or video. Um, from there, you can import the content to the Glasses um, companion app, which is called Facebook, Facebook View. And in the app, you can choose to share photos and videos that are taken with the Glasses. And you can share them via text or apps like Facebook or Instagram. Um, you can also turn on features on the Glasses to hear or send messages and make calls all via Messenger. You can even play music or listen to your favorite podcast using the glasses, and you can use your voice to pause, resume, skip, and, and adjust the volume. And then you can also adjust these controls using a touchpad. Thank you, Clark. <laughs> you can also adjust these controls using a touchpad that's built into the right temple of the glasses. So those are sold at Ray-Ban stores. Um, 
So metaverse, where are all these advances taking, taking us? Um, you, I'm sure you've heard a lot of discussion about the metaverse. And we all know that technology never stands still. It's continually changing and, and evolving. But every so often, technology takes a giant leap forward. Some of you may remember dialing in using a phone to connect to the internet. And of course, we now have high-speed internet, Wi-Fi, um, and cellular connections that are available 24-7. When we, used, uh, when we used to use PCs for most things, now we use smartphones and tablets and wearable computing devices more often. We believe the next big technology shift is happening now where the things we do on the internet will feel far more immersive and interactive um, than just using a screen um, or, a, or a keyboard. It's called the metaverse and it's uh, such a big deal. We even changed our company name to Meta. Um, the metaverse isn't here yet, but it's not far off and it promises amazing new opportunities to improve access and inclusion. Um, like, and make, like many companies, we're already building tools, technologies, and products that are starting to bring the metaverse to life. Um, the meta, and as it comes to life, many needed accessibility tools and features are being contemplated, but still have to be invented. Um, given all the metaverse that it has to, has to offer, we have a lot at stake in making sure its possibilities are open and accessible to everyone. So we know we need to be inclusive by design. Um, we know that this is a challenge within our own company and within many companies that are working on metaverse technologies. Uh, XR, uh, extended reality, is a new and emerging technology. And XR is likewise an evolving area. So we're actively working to understand how to best provide inclusive XR experiences through our work with other organizations and with industry organizations like XR Association and XR Access. There's a working group within that organization that's specifically working on accessibility. Um, we developed, um, for your information, we, first, we developed some of the first accessible virtual reality checks for developers. And that's how, and we work with those, reality, uh, with those um, VR checks through organizations like XR Association and XR Access to research, document, and distribute public XR accessibility guidelines for developers. This early work offers developers a set of industry-backed best practices for developing accessible XR software that enhances um, the experience for, for users with all different types of uh, disabilities. We're also actively participating in working groups to develop the foundational technologies that are going to be needed to create the next generation of screen reader experiences in virtual reality, like an accessibility object model. We've already, we're already putting what we're learning into practice. You may be aware that Meta Products um, produces the MetaQuest VR headset, formerly known as the Oculus line of products. Over the last year, we've uh, released new accessibility features on MetaQuest to try to make the future of computing more inclusive. We've introduced um, an accessibility tab into the settings menu of the VR headset in, uh, in addition to enabling you to change the default text size in the headset um, there's a new feature called color correction, which is a system level display setting that increases the legibility of colors that are most, that are commonly um, difficult to differentiate. Um, the second much requested feature enables 
uh, someone with a mobility dis um, disability to experience VR from a standing vantage point, even while physically seated. It's an adjust height feature that raises the viewing height by 16 inches in those apps that support it. This is just the start, but and, uh, with more on the way, and we encourage you to share your feedback to guide and inform our future direction. We meet regularly with ACB and other organizations to gather that type of feedback and to incorporate that into the work that we do. Um, while we're hard at work building at the metaverse, we don't want to leave behind people who are still using the web as we know it today. Meta is leading a project through the W3C, the international standards body, for the World Wide Web to create a long-needed interoperability standard for assistive technologies and web browsers to make those experiences more cons consistent, complete, and easier for developed developers to create and test through automation. Um, standards like this have existed for web developers for decades, which is why the web experience is so consistent no matter what device, operating system, or web browser you use. But if you use a screen reader, you already know the experiences can be very different depending on the combination you use. And I know many of you have had to learn and use multiple different devices, browsers and screen reader combinations to access all of the websites that you want to visit. We're chairing a project called Accessible Rich Internet Applications and Assistive Technologies Community Group, that's mouthful, ARIA-AT, and we're funding the creation of code samples, testing tools, and documentation to make that experience more consistent. The project is working with platform owners, web developers, and screen reader vendors to determine standards for what needs to be conveyed, um, uh, what needs to be conveyed uh, to users and how to convey that accurately, and then build the infrastructure necessary to test for compliance with those standards. The project's goal is to have as many as five commonly used desktop and mobile screen readers well positioned for nearly full compatibility by the end of next year. There are plans to set additional screen readers and other assistive technologies up for compliance testing in the future. Um, ultimately, to make the web truly equitable and inclusive, inclusive, screen readers need to work in predictable ways, and Meta is invested in making that a reality. Without screen reader compatibility, it's not possible to have a fully accessible web that includes all users of assistive uh, technologies. I want to close with a few comments on disability inclusion in hiring at Meta. Um, at Meta, disability inclusion is one of our top priorities. Our recruiting and accommodations teams offer support to candidates through the hiring process, and once hired, our accommodations program supports employees with disabilities. Additionally, we recognize that building products that are, are, that are accessible requires a workforce that can represent and advocate for the diversity of our users. We start by incorporating accessibility training throughout the company. Meta's AX101 Designing for Accessibility training course was created by Meta's central accessibility team and is mandatory for every new product manager, product designer, and content designer across all of our family of apps. We also have multiple role-specific accessibility training modules available for designers, content designers, mobile and front-end engineers, and test engineers across our family of apps. The e-learning training is also available to anyone who's interested in learning the basics of how to design for accessibility, um, what are the design guidelines requirements, and tools used at Facebook. We've even established internal policies and created guidelines for hosting accessible in-person and online events, 
and social media communications and marketing. We, have an, we also have an active employee resource group and just, just launched a new AX Champions program across Meta to, pro, to provide more formal training and recognition for people who are advocates within their teams. Indeed, Meta has been named one of the best places for, to work for disability inclusion four years in a row by the American Association of Persons with Disabilities and Disability Inn's Disability Equality Index. Thank you. <laughs> So I want to end by thanking ACB for the opportunity to speak here today and recognize ACB for all its great work and advocacy for improving the lives of people with vision loss. Eric Clark and all of ACB staff members have been an incredible partner to Meta for my years at the company and we are very grateful for your willingness to engage with us regularly, to bring issues to our attention, to work with us constructively to try to resolve issues and we really appreciate the valuable feedback we've received as we continue our journey, which is not finished, to improve the accessibility of our products. So thank you very much. Thank you, Monica, for those wonderful remarks, and thank you to Meta for their support and continued partnership with the American Council of the Blind. I'd also like to let everybody know that uh, Meta is sponsoring our banquet tonight, and Monica will be there sitting at the head table. So feel free to come up and say hi to her uh, before your uh, meal this evening. Monica's colleague, Krista Witnowski, will be joining us at the banquet this evening as Meta is the sponsor of tonight's banquet. All right. Thank you, Clark, for that clarification. Apologies, uh, Krista and Monica. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Okay. Uh, Marjorie would now like to make a quick announcement. Marjorie Beeman, our wonderful volunteer. Thanks, Marjorie. I'll put it down there for you. Later. Okay. I just wanted to say thanks to the volunteers at the airport, and I'm not for sure who all arrived at the airport, but they were so excited to work with you. These are the business they were from. Union Pacific, Ameritrade, Charles Schwab, Homestead, Kawanas, a few lines, and tomorrow morning we'll even have I think six from Visit Omaha, because I needed them early, and they said they could be there at 4 o'clock. So I just wanted you to be aware we have a lot of volunteers, and they're to help you, and have a great trip home. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Marjorie. All right, it's time to get started with resolutions, everyone. Okay. Here's who we have up at the, uh, the dais here this morning. We have our supervisor of elections, Nancy Marks Becker. She'll be monitoring hands in both the Zoom room and in the ballroom. We have Denise Erminger, our parliamentarian. We have Deb Cook-Lewis, our first vice president, who's going to try to help me keep our names straight of who's going to speak as people request the floor to uh, speak both for and against resolutions and anything else that we need a backup on. If I flop over on the, on the, on the, on the podium or something, she, she's next in line. And then we have um, 
uh, Clark Rackful, who will be monitoring our Zoom feed to make sure at all times that not only can we be heard in the ballroom, but we can be heard on our Zoom platform. So that's the team that's up here today. Again, before we get started, let me walk you through the process. We've got 20 resolutions. Oh, and one more person. We have Gabe Griffith, our chair of the resolutions committee, who will be participating on Zoom. Okay? And again, to walk you through the process, we've got 20 resolutions today. We're going to do them in groups of four, just to kind of allow everybody to kind of, ah. So we're going to do the first four, then we're going to have a little video presentation with our scholarships, then we're going to do the next four, take a break, come back, do the next four, then we're going to hear an awards presentation from our uh, International Relations Committee on a, a, a new program they had. Do the next four, we're going to hear from Dr. Uh, Brett Oppegaard with the Unity Project from the University of Hawaii. Then we're going to do the final four, and then we have pre-recorded the uh, first reading of our four constitutional and bylaw amendments. There's three constitutional amendments and one bylaw amendment. They'll only be read today for the first time. They will then be read a second time on July 11th and discussed. Okay, so now let's kind of walk through the process of how each resolution will be presented. So we will, I will recognize Gabe Griffith who will read, uh, excuse me, who will introduce the resolution then they're all, they're all recorded, so then Rick Morin, our AV person, will play the resolution so everybody can hear it. It'll be the same voice. They were recorded by Guillermo Robles from California. Thank you, Guillermo, for recording our resolutions for us. Then once the recording has been played, we'll ask Gabe to just provide, if, if necessary, any quick kind of summary clarification. Then I will call for anyone who seeks the floor to make any motions, points of order, points of clarification. And then if necessary, we will have a debate period. The debate period will last for 20 minutes with up to 10 people speaking. We'll ask for five people to speak for the resolution and five people to speak against the resolution. We are trying to do this equitably, so we'll get Two from the ballroom, three from Zoom, three from the ballroom, two from Zoom. So we're going to try to do this so we have equal participation whether you're in the ballroom or in the Zoom platform. If at some point in time it feels like we are being repetitive, I may ask if, if, if the membership is ready to call the question because part of what we're concerned about today, we've got 20 resolutions to get through. If we debate all of them for 20 minutes, we're gonna get through about two and a half an hour, which means we'll be here about nine or 10 hours, so we're gonna run out of time before we run out of resolutions. If that happens, our, our contingency time is 11 a.m. Central on July 11th. By then, we'll be in the Zoom environment only and we'll continue the process of reading and debating the resolutions. I'm hoping, if we're not too verbose, that we can get through all 20 today. Our stopping time is at 4.40, 
I have to stop that, the last resolution that finishes around 440 and read our constitution and bylaws uh, amendments for the first time. The idea being we will not be here past five o'clock because folks have to move on with their lives, get ready for the banquet. So that's gonna be our stopping time. The other thing we're gonna, uh, we will, if it gets to be 12, I, be, I don't think optimistically we'll be done by 12.30. So if we're not done by 12.30, we will around that time at the appropriate kind of stopping point, we will take a break for lunch. We're not gonna try to soldier through this and stay in this room till five o'clock. We will take a break for lunch. The cafeteria, the cafe is open. We'll probably take an hour to an hour, 15 minute break because logistically that's just how long it takes all of us to leave the ballroom, eat and get back to the ballroom, okay? So again, I ask everybody for patience, for kindness and for flexibility. We've never done this before, but I know our organization and I know we will get through this and we will do it successfully and we will honor everybody's democratic right to vote. The other thing that I wanna bring forth is I saw some conversation last night on the leadership list and the conversation list, worried about people being able to voice vote and not be a member in good standing as of May 23rd, which was our record date. Uh, the reality is in all of our conventions we've ever had, voice votes are not regulated at that level and they cannot be regulated at that level today. But do not feel bad about this because a voice vote is, is truly there for the chair to make a decision that the preponderance of our members are voting for or against a resolution. After every resolution, when we have the voice vote, we will call for request for a record vote. So anyone that was on the minority side of a vote on a resolution, our constitution calls for if 25 people stand, raise their hand, and in this case, either in the ballroom or in Zoom, and request a record vote, then at that point in time, that will be how we move forward. So if we have a record vote on an amendment to a resolution, it will be voted on on July 11th. There'll be no more debate. It'll just be on your vote now, uh, vote now ballot, and it will be um, an affiliate roll call vote if we have to have a record vote on an amendment to a resolution. If it's not an amendment to a resolution, but just a record vote on the resolution itself, then that will take place on July 13th. So that's the final vote on any resolutions that require a record vote. So if we have an amendment that we're gonna do a record vote on the 11th, then we'll present that language for the amendment in the ballot It'll either pass or fail. If it passes, then the new language will be inserted in the resolution, and that's what will be presented to the membership on the 13th for the vote. If it fails, then the resolution will stay as written, and that is what will be presented on the 13th for a record vote. Now, this, this vote on the 11th applies to not only amendments, but motions. 
So if there's a motion to refer or a motion to, I don't want to go through all the motions. But if we end up with a motion, then that motion would be voted on. Uh, if, it, if again, if we have a motion and that motion then requires a record vote because 25 people has stood requesting a record vote, then that motion will be voted on on the 11th. So hopefully we've got that clear. Does everybody feel clear? We ready to get started? Mr. Chair. All right, I'd Mr. now Chair. like to recognize. Mr. Chair, point of, or, uh, point of order. Okay, we're getting started. We have uh, Carla Rushable with her hand raised okay. seeking the floor. Actually, actually, I should have said point of inquiry. Um, point Ms. of inquiry? Uh, go yeah. ahead, Carla. Whatever, whatever point it is. Um, I have a question about the agenda, and thank you for clarifying the uh, votes and stating that you'll be calling for uh, those 25 um, people who wish a vote on the resolutions on each one. Um, but it usually, it usually, I say, um, at the end of the convention, there is an opportunity for members to uh, bring either old business or new business or questions to the floor. That was not included in this agenda, and I'm wondering if we are not going to have that opportunity this year. It is not in the agenda. I mean, we can, it, it's up to this body if we want to, uh, you know, depending on time, we may not even be done through resolutions, but if we are, um, what would this body like to do? Would you like us to end early with resolutions if necessary and have them f uh, move over to the 11th so we can discuss old business and new business? Or would you, um, like us if you know well so two things carla if we have time and we're done with resolutions i have no problem bringing up old business and new business yeah uh, again, uh, mr chair i just yeah. think there should be a call for old and new business this is our annual membership meeting and so this would be the really the only opportunity the membership would have to bring any items of concern to the to the convention Okay. Well, we can call for old business and new business if that's what our membership wishes. I only, I only say that if we do that, uh, we'll have to, you know, we'll have to see how that plays out with our timetable. Um, so I, I think where I'm going to leave this, Carla, is if we finish in time to do old business and new business after our first reading of the Constitution and bylaws, we will do that. If not, because we're, we're, um, we're under time constraints and we have to adjourn, then that will be something we can bring up on the 11th to conclude our annual business with old business and new business. So flexibility will go one yeah. way or the other that, depending on how the timing that, takes that's, us. That's fine. Just want okay. to make sure that opportunity is there. Thank you so much. Thank you for bringing that to our attention. All right. I'm now going Sir to... Chair, oh, excuse Sir me. Chair. Are there any other hands? Mr. Chair? Yes? Uh, point of clarification, please. Uh, yes. So if we do go to voting for things uh, on Monday, what about delegates who work? Are we going to be doing this at night or during the day? Okay. So the question is about the delegate roll call vote. 
So when we get to the 11th, 12th, and 13th, there are two portions of our record voting, the individual vote and the delegate vote. The individual vote will be open, voting will be open for four hours, like we did for our elections for candidates here at the convention. The delegate, excuse me, the individual vote and vote now will be open from 4 central to 8 central p.m. So 4 p.m. to 8 central p.m. each day that we need to do a vote on the 11th, 12th, and 13th. The roll call vote, the affiliate roll call vote, we will come on the air with ACB media and on Zoom at seven o'clock. We'll have some okay. preliminary announcements, call the meeting uh, to order, and we expect that we'll start the affiliate roll call vote about 7.15 p.m. Central Time and go to it concludes, which we hope will be fairly close to eight o'clock. Once the vote now precincts close and the affiliate roll call is over, we'll then give our supervisor of elections and our parliamentarian and our secretary a minute or two to tally the votes. And we will then stay on the air and make the announcement of how the elections turned out, the ballot turned out. Does that clarify that question for you? Okay. It, any other questions before we get started? All right, hearing none, I'm going to go ahead and ask Abe Griffith, our uh, resolutions chair, to introduce our first resolution. All right, so as, as Dan had mentioned, we have 20 resolutions to present. We had 27 that were submitted Five got withdrawn during the resolutions committee process from the beginning of May until late June. And we actually had two more that were withdrawn just in the last few days, even since the convention started. So um, I'm gonna mention those as we go through these. And the first one of those that was withdrawn late in the process here or during the convention even was resolution 2022 number one which dealt with um, technology updates that affect accessibility. And the reason that that one was withdrawn is that the form for reporting that that, uh, for reporting issues that that one would have called for has already been placed up on the acbmedia.org website. So um, that one was withdrawn. We're happy that that one already got done. And thank you to the folks that made that happen. So the first resolution we're gonna play for you today is resolution number two, which deals with the inaccessibility of the Pentair Screen Logic Connect app for pools and spas. So if we can go ahead and play that one, thank you. Resolution 2022-2, the inaccessibility of the Pentair Screen Logic Connect app for pools and spas, submitted by Margie Donovan. Whereas the Pentair ScreenLogic Connect app is a pool and spa control smartphone application developed to allow residential pool and spa owners to manage their systems with ease. And whereas the ScreenLogic Connect app is advertised as a way to perform all the same pool spa maintenance functions as one would from the main pool or spa controller box. And whereas the proper regular functions of managing, monitoring, and controlling are essential to the longevity of pools and spas, and the health and safety of pool and spa users, 
And whereas there has been minimal accessibility through the Alexa skill portion of this app that has been shown to be unreliable for users who are blind or have low vision, and whereas the inaccessibility of the Pinter Screen Logic app denies customers who are blind or have low vision the ability to use their smartphone for the advertised benefits and features, such as, but not limited to, measuring the chemical level, operating the pump and water flow, and turning on the pool lights, and whereas the inaccessibility barriers have been repeatedly communicated to Pinter employees since the spring of 2020, and in June 2021, the California Council of the Blind sent a resolution and letter to Pinter on this topic, and to date no response has been received. And whereas, as a result of this inaccessibility, pool and spa owners who are blind or have low vision are forced to incur additional and unnecessary expenses of pool and spa maintenance, now, therefore, be it resolved by the American Council of the Blind in convention assembled this day of July 2022 at the CHI Health Center Omaha in Omaha, Nebraska, that this organization strongly urges Pentair to make the Screen Logic Connect app fully accessible for users who are blind or have low vision. And, be it further resolved, that if Pentair does not make Screen Logic Connect fully accessible, that this organization explore all available remedies. Thank you. Gabe, what is the recommendation from the committee? The committee recommends a due pass on this, and I so move. And I just want to mention real quick, too, that uh, first thanks for Guillermo to, to Guillermo for reading all of these. And we're not going to hear any dates in those resolutions where we say this day of July, because we weren't at the time of the recording totally positive which day they would be recorded. So that will definitely be inserted before they uh, are fully completed. Thank you. So we'll put the official date in now that we know it uh, for all resolutions. Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Once, any, once any resolutions are adopted, whether it's today or next Wednesday when they're fully adopted, that date will go in there. Thank you, Gabe. All right, at this point in time, does anybody have any official motions to make? Uh, before we get started, Nancy, are all hands down in the Zoom room? Make sure that all hands are down. I see, I see, I see no hands up in the Zoom room. All right, all hands are down in the Zoom room. Clark, do we have oh, connectivity? Wait, just one moment. Someone just raised their hand. We are live. We have we have connectivity. Uh, go ahead, so Nancy. I, I, do you want me to lower this hand or take uh, the message? Yeah, well, do we only need a hand raised if they would like to make a motion at this point in time. Okay, all hands are down in the Zoom room. All again. hands are down in the Zoom room. Do we have any hands in uh, or people standing at mics in the ballroom? There is no one standing at a mic in the ballroom. All right. At this point in time, I want to ask, would anybody like to debate this motion? Do I hear or see anyone who would like to stand or raise their hand to debate this motion? If not, we can call the question. I see no hands in Zoom room. And huh? what? Oh, I, I do have one hand in the room. Okay, we have one hand in the room that wishes to speak against. Who is that? Yes, oh, Deb, Deb, Deb Cook-Lewis, okay. <laughs> okay, is, uh, is, is Mr. there- Mr. Chair. 
Uh, who is this? Matt, Matt Selm. Selm. Matt, would you like to speak for or I, against? I see. I seek a point of information. Okay. We. Okay. What What is your point of information? You're recognized. What? Thank you. Wasn't this resolution considered last year by the board? And if so, what was the action at that time? Uh, my understanding is last year this resolution was, uh, I believe. Mr. President, I believe it was withdrawn before the board voted on it. Yeah, I, I believe, thank you, Gabe. Uh, I believe it was withdrawn and was discussed in the Information Access Committee. I believe that was the, 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 the structure of it. So I believe Margie at that point in time felt like it didn't reach a proper resolution and brought it back again this year. Is that correct, Gabe? Okay, I have one hand up. In Zoom. Yes, sir. Okay, so we have, and you have one hand up in Zoom, and would we recognize that person, please? Margie Donovan. Margie Donovan, would you like to speak for the yes. resolution? I would like to speak in favor of the resolution, please. Okay, so I, I actually. No, okay, go ahead, okay hold on one second, Margie. Okay, all right, so we have Margie to speak for and Deb to speak against. Hearing no other hands, I'll let Margie and Deb speak and then we'll call the question. So go ahead, Margie. Thank you, Mr. President. Um, I actually believe the board voted this down, but I could be incorrect and I believe it was and I said I'd be bringing it back next year. I have spent one additional year working with Pintair Pool and the issues have not been resolved. I have tracks of many, many emails. Um, I know in committee and last year it was brought up that only one person had this problem. Well, I know of another person that has this problem and as it was said in committee, since when did ACB decide that they will not work on behalf of one member? If there's two members that we know of, I am convinced that there are many, many other members. When I purchased this, I was told it would work with the Alexa app, and it does not work with the Alexa app. 50% of the time it's broken. I've communicated that with the Alexa people and with Pinter, and still no resolution. Thank you. Thank you, Margie. And I failed to mention, but each person has two minutes to talk. So Denise, are you ready with our timer? Okay. I'll recognize so Deb. So I get timed, right? Recognize <laughs> Deb Cook-Lewis to speak two minutes. I, sorry, Deb, okay. didn't mean to, don't take that personally. <laughs> no, I'll try not to, I'll try not All right. to. You, Deb Cook-Lewis has two minutes to speak against the resolution. Thank you. Um, first of all, I'm in, of course incredibly interested in accessible products and in the improvement of accessibility of products. My concern is not about whether one person, two persons, or 600 people have the product as much as the fact that as we are doing our advocacy, we need to keep it as high impact as possible. So generally when we have taken on a major advocacy issue, and my concern in this resolution is the language that says that if we do something, which I assume would be a letter or a conversation, and they don't respond, that we would explore all possible means of resolving this issue. Well, we actually don't have the resources to explore all possible means for every app that is not accessible, considering that probably 80 to 90% of the apps in the App Store are not accessible. So therefore, I'm, I have no problem if we're being asked to, 
to write a letter and to make a phone call. But if we are actually being asked to make this a major national issue, I really strongly object to that because we need to focus that energy on high profile items. And I know that California has been working on this issue and that seems really appropriate at the state level, but I'm just not sure we have the resources to go for every app in the App Store. All right, thank you for both the voice for and against the resolution. Amber, Grant, are you wanting to speak? Or is this an accident that you put your hand Hi, up? a really quick question. Um, you said that, um, um, Deb just said that she, that she would like more high profile um, uh, uh, things to have to be explored. What would be an example of that? Like a, a more um, high profile okay. uh, issue. Hold on, Amber, yeah. we're, we're speaking for and against. So yeah. are you asking for a point of clarification? Yes. Okay. Go, go ahead. So, sure, for example, we have, we have engaged with companies like Netflix, um, and we have engaged with um, many other companies over time. Many, many years ago, we actually engaged with Microsoft over these issues. So we're looking usually at things that impact us at a, at a national level. Okay. One more hand. Okay. Jewel. I'm not sure what Jewel wants. Mm -hmm. Last name is Gaspard. Um, yes, I would like to speak for the resolution. Okay, point of clarification uh, or point, I, I'm going to ask our parliamentarian, once we ask for people to speak for and against and we have no more hands raised, can we continue to have for and against discussion after that point? We do have, okay. We do have time for, to recognize someone to speak for the resolution. Please proceed. Okay. Okay, um, I just wish to say that um, I believe the resolution uses the word consider, not use. Um, so it wouldn't be we have to use all, all means necessary, just consider it. And also we have to start somewhere. Um, this is an app that someone is actually having a problem with. It could possibly be a means to um, make an effort to work with other apps as well, depending on the use. Um, that's just all I have to say about that. Um, it could be a point of making a point of pointing out that, you know, this is something that people actually use and, you know, other apps that people use need to be accessible also. Thank you. Who is standing in the room? This is John Lipsy from Utah. Um, John, are you speaking for or against the resolution? I think it's more a point of clarification. Okay, go ahead. So the resolution states that if they don't respond, that we need to you know, do all um, reasonable actions, but it doesn't mention a time frame, and I think we need some kind of a time frame. Like, they need to have responded within some period of time, and I didn't hear that mentioned in the resolution anywhere. You're right at this point in time. It does not mention a specific time frame and leaves that to the discretion of our uh, advocacy team at ACB. Okay, yeah, as long as it's yeah, we, in somebody's 
hands. That's fine. That's all yeah. I wanted to make sure. John, we, we typically, throughout the process, uh, just for more education, once we get through our resolution process, we re usually mis we do meet with the resolutions team and the board and of our and our ACB advocacy team to set priorities because obviously we can't work on all 20 of these the next day after the convention is over. <laughs> so that uh, a priority list is agreed to between membership, staff, and representation from the board, and that's kind of we how we tackle uh, past resolutions. Okay. So thank you for that question for clarification. Thank you. All right, uh, one, more, one more person from the floor. Uh, I would like to address a question, oops, I'm sort of, I would like to address a question to um, both um, Margie and Deb. Margie, would you take as a friendly amendment the deletion of the second re resolved? And Deb, would you support the resolution if that was done. Do we have Margie on Zoom? I'm here. Oh, there you Thank are. You. <clears throat> Go ahead, Thank Margie. you. Go ahead, Margie. I would like to hear that clause again, please. All right. This is where it's going to get a little more challenging. Is it the mm -hmm. <laughs> Mr. President, this is Gabe. I have it here. And Thank I'm you, not Gabe. The best reader. I'm not as good a reader as Guillermo, but for one clause, I can, I can do it. All right, would Gabe. Would you like me to read it now? If you could please le read the second resolve clause that we're considering whether that would be a friendly amendment to remove it. Yes, it says, be it further resolved that if Pentair does not make ScreenLogic Connect fully accessible, that this organization explore all available remedies. I would not consider that a friendly amendment due to the word explore. Okay, thank you. All right, thank you, Jeff. Now we had two hands, I believe, in Zoom that were raised. Nancy, going back and forth. Um, the, first, the first one is Jeanette All right. Kutash. Jeanette Kutash. Kutash. <laughs> I should know how to say Jeanette's name. Uh, Jeanette. Um, I would like to speak against it, and I, I'll keep my comment brief. I think the problem with this is that um, there are, I am sure, other spa apps that have the same problem. And I think if we just go after one company, as opposed to saying, you know, all spa apps, I think we would get better results. I think that I would be wanting to know how many people, because if it's one or two of us, I, I'm not saying that we shouldn't support one or two of us, but I do think that um, that prioritizing and making it all pool and spa apps would be what I would need in there in order to support this amendment. Thank you, Jeanette. Do we have uh, other, another hand raised in the Zoom room, Nancy? Yes, it's Doreen Cornwell. Doreen Cornwell. Doreen. Hi, um, this is Doreen Cornwell, and I actually both wanted to speak against and to ask a point of clarification, because um, I would think that adding a timeline would be a really useful, uh, friendly amendment. And to me, it's not clear 
from where the inaccessibility issue is. Is it with the Spool and Spa app? Is it with using the Alexa um, instruction skill? And so if I were to write this resolution, I would say um, calling on the, the maker of the app and Alexa to collaborate and solve the problem in a timely way. Thank you. So I guess the, the clarification question is just, could this could this resolution be amended with further discussion after this session? It cannot be amended after this session as a point of clarification, but it's kind of the normal process that ACB follows to implement their past resolutions. It's kind of Thank standing you. practice. Thank you. All right. Uh, do we have anyone that we heard two folks on Zoom? Do we have anyone standing at the mics in the ballroom wishing to speak for or against? I see no one in the room All at right. the mics. Do we have anybody left on Zoom to speak for or against? I We'd do. like to have somebody for because we've had two against in a row on the Zoom. So I do have three, peop three people in Zoom. All right, next, Terry. Thank you, Mr. President and convention attendees, I would like to speak in favor of this resolution in that we have to start somewhere with this issue. And given that we know of one spa and pool management app that is not accessible, um, addressing this one with this particular company may serve to help other companies realize that there are visually impaired people out here who would like to manage their pools and spas and that we are an important audience to work with. So I think that working, starting with one company may help us spread this to other similar kinds of issues. Also, it needs, I think, to be stated in somewhat general terms because specific issues of accessibility with both the app and with uh, the uh, Alexa um, would be addressed in the issue and tying us down with too much specificity could prevent us from going where we need to go in conversation. Thank you. Terry, uh, your two minutes have expired. Thank you for your thoughts. Appreciate it. All right, do we have anyone else on Zoom with their hand raised, Nancy? Yes, Terrell okay. Jones. Terrell Jones, you're recognized for two minutes. Thank you, uh, thank you, Mr. President. Uh, I do wanna speak for this resolution and just a slight point of, of clarification. I do believe that uh, Ms. Donovan has stated that she's done everything that, that she can do to uh, uh, to, to contact the company, is it correct? With regarding accessibility? All right, thank you, Terrell. I have been informed that our 20 minutes have expired for debate. So I believe we have worked through most of our hands. At this point in time, the chair would like to call the question. It will be a voice vote. The way we're going to do this, we're going to first ask those in first, I will ask Nancy, are all hands down in the Zoom room? 
all hands are down in the Zoom room. What we're going to do is we're going to first ask Zoom to vote in favor. Then we're going to hear from the ballroom, both yay and nay, and then we'll go back to the Zoom for the nays. So at this point in time, all those in favor of the resolution signify by saying aye or raising your hand in Zoom. Please don't speak in the ballroom. All those in favor, raise your hand in Zoom. Okay, we're set in Zoom. The total four is 79. All right, so 79 yays in the Zoom room. All right, now for all those in the ballroom, all those in favor signify by saying aye. All those opposed signify by saying nay. I am hearing at least in the ballrooms the nays have it. We will now go back to Zoom. Make sure all hands are down. Okay, all hands are now lowered in the Zoom room. All right, all hands are lowered in the Zoom room. Clark, do we have good, good connectivity in Zoom? Yes. All right, at this point in time, all those wishing to vote against the resolution, please raise your hand in the Zoom room. 73. Oh my gosh. All right, 73 nays in the Zoom room. So we had 79 yays, 73 nays. The preponderance of the folks in the ballroom voted nay versus yay. The chair declares that the resolution failed. Now, having heard that the chair acknowledged that the resolution failed. Are there 25 members either on Zoom or in the ballroom that would like to stand or raise their hand to request a okay. record vote? First, so, Nancy, I'm gonna ask you to make sure all hands are lowered in the Zoom room. Okay, just one moment. Okay, all hands are now lowered in Zoom. All hands are lowered in Zoom room. Clark, do we have good connectivity? Anyone who is in the minority and would like to request a record vote in the Zoom room, please raise your hand. How many people are raising their hand in Zoom, Nancy? 18. We have 18 raising their hand in Zoom. Thank you, Nancy. Do we have anyone in the ballroom standing or raising their hand requesting a record vote? Four. We recognize four people in the ballroom. 18 and four is 22, doing my high math. That does not equal 25, so the resolution has failed and there will be no record vote. We will now move on to resolution number three. Gabe, recognizing you. All right, thank you. Well, let's... Uh... Let's move on to something a little less controversial here. Uh, our next resolution is number three on the next phase of the National Teacher Visually Impaired Registry. Resolution 2022-03, next phase of National TVI Registry, submitted by Mark Reichert. Whereas in September 2021, the ACB Board of Directors considered on behalf of the ACB membership Resolution 2021-31, concerning the National Registry of Teachers of Students with Visual Impairments, hereafter the registry, and whereas the ACB Board voted to refer the resolution to itself, the ACB Board, 
to the Advocacy Steering Committee and the Special Education Task Force, and whereas this referral was made with the expectation that further research concerning the registry would be concluded by these entities no later than the ACB leadership meetings in March 2022, and whereas no such research by the ACB Board or the ACB Advocacy Steering Committee was concluded by the spring ACB leadership meetings, and whereas the ACB Special Education Task Force, in addition to other third parties, have engaged in further investigation and review of the registry, and whereas the primary findings of Resolution 2021-31 have been confirmed by such inquiries, although this confirmation was not reported to or requested by the Board or Advocacy Steering Committee, and whereas the primary findings included the following, the registry was created and launched without any input from ACB and national leadership of ACB had no knowledge of its purposes and its deployment. The registry purports to offer a national listing of teachers of students with visual impairments, TVIs, but which fails to confirm the credentials of those who register, meaning that the registry affords its users no reliability. The registry lists individuals side by side without distinction, those who are or may be highly qualified, barely qualified, or unqualified to provide special education to students who are blind or who have low vision. The registry cannot fulfill its purported purpose, namely to reliably identify the size and characteristics of the national TVI professional discipline. The registry's design and implementation puts both TVIs and their students at risk given the registry's inherent limitations. Now therefore be it resolved by the American Council of the Blind in Convention assembled this day of July 2022 at the CHI Health Center Omaha in Omaha, Nebraska, that the members of ACB affirms the identified limitations articulated in ACB Resolution 2021-31 and as recapitulated above and urges all concerned to exercise extreme caution in the use of, if not complete disengagement with, the National Registry of Teachers of Students with Visual Impairments. Thank you, Gabe. Uh, comments from Resolutions Committee, Gabe. Uh, just that the Resolutions Committee recommends a due pass, and at this time I so move. Thank you, Gabe. I do understand there may be a motion on the floor for this one. All right. Uh, thank you, Gabe. So the question is, are there any motions on the floor related to resolution number three? Yes, Mr. President. Jeff Tom. Recognizing Jeff Tom. And I have one person in Zoom also. And we also have one person in Zoom. Okay. Recognizing Jeff Tom. After discussions with and notifications to various parties on um, diverse sides of this resolution, I am going, I am prepared to make the following motion. Resolve, or sorry, not resolve. I move that this resolution be referred to the Advocacy Steering Committee and the ACB Board under the following conditions. The Steering Committee shall make a recommendation to the Board of Directors concerning action to be taken on this resolution which shall be acted on at the October board meeting. Number two, the committee shall consult with the special education task force and the task force may also address the board of directors at the October board meeting concerning this matter. Thank you, I have a motion from Jeff Tom. Do I hear a second? A whole bunch of seconds. Okay, <laughs> could one person from the mic for our records just uh, please state their name for seconding the motion? Is there anybody Donna at a mic? Browning from Virginia, I second. Shoot, repeat your name, please. Donna, Donna Browning. Browning. Thank you. 
Oh, okay. Well, Sorry. thank you, Donna Brown. Donna Brown has, who's part of, Browning, Donna Browning. Okay, from Virginia. Okay, thank you, Donna Browning. <laughs> All right, uh, now at this point in time, we have a motion and we have a second. So if I'm understanding correctly, parliamentarian, we now discuss the motion and the second. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. So at this point in time, uh, I am going to uh, relinquish uh, the chair and ask Deb Cook-Lewis to, to, to please take us through this resolution, just in case I need to speak, uh, since I am kind of mentioned throughout the resolution. So at this point in time, I'm going to ask our Vice President, uh, Deb Cook-Lewis, to moderate the rest of this resolution. Mr. Chair, point of order, isn't a, isn't a motion to refer uh, non-debatable? Parliamentarian? Madam Parliamentarian. Is a motion to refer debatable? Yeah, it's referring it to the advocacy. Uh, I know a motion to table is not debatable, but it's right. a motion to refer. Yes, it is debatable, she says. Okay, thank and you. And it's amendable. It's okay. debatable and it's amendable. Oh, what? boy. I know, wish we hadn't <laughs> said that. No. Okay. All right, now I'm going to turn Thanks it over Thanks a lot, to Carla. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, so, so currently I am open for discussion on the amendment only, which is the motion to refer. For discussion on amendment, is that correct, Deb? Yes, yes, this is discussion on the amendment. And Ray Campbell, seeking to speak for. Ray? Are we you, going to take a listing of for and against or oh, just we, as they come along? Um, yeah, well, let's, I'll, I'll kind of, I'm keeping track here, and, and we'll just kind of work it through. If it's not balanced, I will, um, I will make it so. Perfect. So Ray is going to speak for. Yes. Um, I, I think um, I'm speaking for the referral. Oh, bringing me up there. Good job. I'm speaking for referral. Um, yes, I know we referred it last year. But I really like this motion to refer because it actually puts some conditions and time limits on it so we can actually address this matter with the, uh, <clears throat> the uh, urgency that it deserves and we can move it forward. And so um, I uh, wholeheartedly encourage you to vote to refer this to the Advocacy Steering Committee and the Board of Directors as stated by Mr. Tom. Thank you. Is there anyone else who would like to speak? regarding the amendment. So I, I do have okay. a group of people take in Take one, Zoom. let's take one. P point Are of order, sure? point of order. Yes, yes. Jeff. Oh, Madam Chair. I can't say that. You can't do yes, that. Jeff. Yes, Jeff. <laughs> the, <laughs> this, this is not an amendment. This is strictly a motion. It's, okay. It does not yes, change so the thank you. Yes, that, that's correct, actually. Thank you. thank you for that clarification. It is a motion. Right, okay. So let's take the first hand in Zoom. It would be Lori Scharf. Thank you. Um, I would just like to say that if we could have the special education task for the special education task force's um, name added to the resolution instead of just Mark Reichert, that's all. And we support um, Jeff's recommendation. Anyone else wishing to speak on the motion? I think I have the right words now. I have Kim Charlson in Zoom. Kim? Thank you. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes. Thank you very much. Um, I'm speaking in support of the motion to refer, and I, I 
fully acknowledge that what was stated in the resolution with respect to the handling or not handling in the case, as the case may be, um, is absolutely true. Um, and that we, we need to resolve this and this motion does have specific timelines. And my other point is that this, if this resolution, um, well, and the act of referring it allows us as ACB to create and establish a dialogue with the organization that has established this database to collaborate and work with them to resolve any kind of situation that is outlined in the resolution. And I think that's the way that ACB works is to be collaborative. Mm -hmm. So I support this motion. Thank you. We've had three people who have spoken in favor of the motion, and I would like to know if there are any people who are speaking against the motion. So if you are in Zoom and you are wanting to speak in favor, I need you to lower your hand. And then Nancy will also check the audience to see if we have anyone in the audience who wishes to speak in opposition to Jeff's motion to refer. I see no one in the room at the mics. I do have four people with raised hands. All right, so these will only be in opposition to the motion or of course points of order or something, but no, I will, I'm not taking any more in favor of the motion right now. So go ahead for the first um, Zoom hand. Jewel G. Yes, this is a point of clarification. Yes. Um, yes. Um, is there a possibility that we be able to hear the voice uh, votes in the room um, via Zoom, or is that not possible? Because that may affect whether we decide to ask for a roll call vote. Thank you. Yeah, you need to vote how you're, how you're feeling. I mean, you don't want to vote based on other people. Um, also, you know, if when people are speaking and, and voicing their opinions, they're voicing it on the mic, but um, there's not really other room sound. Well, people are not making a lot of noise in here. I will let you know if they do, though, because I do agree there's sort of an audio description element to this because you don't hear the room. So if we get something like big applause or something and, and you might not hear them, um, I will tell you. That's fine. Um, anyone actually, a next person on Zoom? This is Alice Richard, and I, I call for the question. Doug Paul Doug. has his hand raised. Thank you. This is Doug Pell um, from Virginia. And I'm, I am uncomfortable um, both last year and even more so this year, there are more um, referrals to the Advocacy Steering Committee. The Advocacy Steering Committee is not a, an elected entity of the organization. If I remember correctly, it's a, an administrative um, kind of pilot project that Dan brought to us um, that sets uh, up a, a way of helping people work together and, and, and that kind of thing. But it's, it's not a, a constituency that, sh that I think should be uh, beholden um, or uh, ultimately responsible is a better way of putting it to um, to the membership for uh, institution of resolutions so i'm I'm against um, naming uh, a steering committee 
to um, uh, to be to implement a resolution. I think it should be in the hands of the officers and staff. So I believe that Jeff, I believe that your motion does actually bring this back to the board. Yep. So I think Dan um, for a point of clarification. Dan for a point of clarification. Yes, just just real quickly. Thank you, Doug. Point of clarification: the advocacy steering committee is a committee. It is made up of representatives from the staff, our ACB board of directors, and the chairs of all the advocacy-focused committees. So it is a functioning committee inside of ACB. This, res this um, motion does not call for that. They, they're making a recommendation as a set of valued leaders inside of our organization, which includes the special interest task force which is also asked to be, be on record with their formal position. All that will go back to the ACB Board of Directors, the governing body of the American Council of Blind between conventions, to make a final decision. Thanks, Dan, that's, that's, that's helpful. All right, I will take um, one more person to speak against or have concern regarding the uh, motion. I have Fran sign. All right. Hi, I speak against this motion. I feel like if, if, if this was so important last year, it should have been taken care of last year. And since it wasn't, it needs to be taken care of this year. And it should not keep being pushed onto the board who didn't do anything about it. Let's get it done. Okay, thank you. Um, let's see, it's three to two. I'll take one more, and that would be it. One more against? I see Jordan Miranda. All right. Hi, my name is Jordan Miranda. The convention is the supreme authority of the American Council of the Blind, and I feel like this um, um, resolution should be voted on on the floor of the convention and not uh, put to the advocacy steering committee because uh, not everyone in this room and on Zoom is on this advocacy committee. And I feel like every person, ACB members should be able to have a deciding say on this resolution. Thank you. Thank you, Jordan. How are we doing on our time? We have nine minutes, so I will take um, one more for and one more against. Um, if, if there are some, I'm also um, willing to stop debate. We've had three each way, but if you have something new to contribute either to the pro or the negative on this particular motion, we, we do have time to hear you. I, okay, I see no. Oops, I see no hands raised in Zoom okay. and no hands in the room. Okay, then I'm gonna call for the question. I am ready. Okay, are all the hands down in Zoom? They are now. They are now. <laughs> you guys, quit putting your hands up when you're not supposed to. <laughs> Just wait long enough for me to run and run. I know that hands. it's one of those overpowering things though. When I go to one of those Zoom webinars on the attendee side, I have this overwhelming urge to put up my hand and I have no idea why. <laughs> all right. I'm going to call for the question, and we are going to begin the vote on, on the um, motion to refer 
uh, proposed by uh, Jeff Tom. So we're going to begin again with the Zoom. So all hands are still down? Yes. They're doing good, all right. All right, so in Zoom, if you wish to vote in favor of the motion to refer this resolution to the um, Advocacy Steering Committee with, with the other um, issues that were raised with this um, for, for development of the recommendation, um, raise your hand in Zoom, please. Okay, I have 107. All right, 107. 107. All right. Um, so while you're putting those hands down, all of those in the audience who are in favor of referring this motion, I'm pass of, in favor of this motion to refer, uh, please say aye. Aye. All right, thank you. Now. All hands are down in Zoom. Thank you. All right, if you would like to vote no on this motion in Zoom, please raise your hand. 32. All right. And if you would like to vote no on this motion in the room, please say no. All right, thank you. All right, so this motion does pass and, huh? The ayes have it, yes, the ayes have it. This motion does pass and it, the, we will proceed on then to the next resolution and I will turn the meeting back over. The oh, the, the record vote. Oh, oh, okay, the, Jan, Dan says that you don't really need to if this that overwhelming, do you? Well, you still kind of do. Okay, yes. Dan says we still kind of do. So if there are 25 people in Zoom or on the floor who would like to send this to a record vote, then we will need you to um, raise your hand or stand. So if you're in Zoom, you can raise your hand for that and Nancy will take that count. And if you are on the floor, you may stand I'll raise your hand and Nancy will take the count for that. Sure. I see no one standing in the room All right. and there's 17 in Zoom. Okay, so there are, there are none standing in the room. There are 17 hands in Zoom requesting a record vote. 17 is not 25. Higher math stuff, you know. And so we will not be doing um, a record vote for this resolution. And I turn the meeting back over to Dan. Thank you, Deb. Appreciate it very much. Now we will go to Gabe Griffith to hear resolution number six. Okay, thank you. Resolution number uh, six, we're skipping numbers four and five. Uh, four was withdrawn, five will be heard a, a little later this afternoon. So number six, is on product labeling in Braille. Resolution 2022-06, product labeling in Braille, submitted by the Braille Revival League. Whereas Braille represents a medium of communication widely used by people who are blind, and whereas, among many other uses, this medium is used to identify products used by Braille readers around the world, and whereas for many years the European Union, the United Kingdom, and some other European countries have been making Braille labels available on boxes and bottles of regularly available products that can be bought in supermarkets, pharmacies, and other retail outlets, and whereas much of the impetus for this effort has arisen because the European Union developed and enforces standards and requirements regarding braille marking of products, 
Now, therefore, be it resolved by the American Council of the Blind and Convention assembled this day of July 2022 at the CHI Health Center, Omaha, in Omaha, Nebraska, that this organization shall make it a priority to work with its affiliate, the Braille Revival League, to explore the most appropriate way forward to create a climate and an expectation that Braille labels will be required on products produced and sold in the United States. And be it further resolved that regulations or legislation as well as direct communication with national manufacturers, organizations, all be considered appropriate approaches. And be it further resolved that the executive director shall include in his annual report to the convention in 2023 in Schaumburg, Illinois, what progress has been made to implement this resolution. Okay. All right. Thank you for resolution six. Uh, Gabe, how does the resolution committee recommend? Re resolutions committee recommends a due pass, and I so move. All right. Very good. All right. At this point in time, do we have any motions on the floor, either in the room or in Zoom, before we move forward? No, we, we need no seconds. Motions made from a committee uh, do not require a second. All right, so no one. Okay. I have nobody in the room. Okay. And nobody standing in the room. All right. This seems like a, we're in pretty good shape on this one. Do uh, we never know? All right, so at this point in time, does anyone wish to speak for or against the resolution? Are we ready to call the question? I hear a motion, I hear a voice to call the question. Does anyone wish to speak for or against? I have three people with their hands raised in Zoom. If they're all just to call the question, then maybe it won't take too long. Okay, go ahead, first person in Zoom. Uh, this is Debbie Armstrong. I would like to speak in favor, but with a caveat. First, making sure you can hear me. Yes, we can okay. hear you. Go ahead. Okay. I, uh, I'm an alternate media specialist by profession, and my experience is that when we ask entities to put Braille labels on things or transcribe materials in Braille, uh, they often have no idea how to go about it. So I would say, if we want to really be behind this resolution, we need to put together a web page for these entities that says, here's what you do to make Braille labels. Here are the resources you need to transcribe material into Braille for your clients or your customers. If we're not willing to do that, I don't think we should pass this motion. Thank you. I'm back on mute. Thank you. Uh, our next hand in Zoom. And is Lionel Lewis Morales? Okay. All right, Mr. Morales, go ahead. Yes, this is Lino from uh, North Carolina. Good morning to each and every one of you. I'll make it short and to the point. Um, I am for this resolution. Um, my wife is a diehard Braille reader. Uh, I am not. However, I would like to know what's what on a can. I just I've seen Braille labels um, for band-aids, for example. Well, it says band-aids. We don't know the brand name. That information, having these braille labels is crucial, in my opinion, for all products here in the United States and beyond to identify cans, et cetera, et cetera. I yield my time. Thank you. Thank you for your comments. We have uh, any other hands on Zoom? Yes, Jewel. Go ahead, Jewel. 
Yes, I would like to extend that point of clarification again because it was not addressed properly. Um, the point of asking about the voice vote was not to decide how to vote. I believe the point of a record vote is request, part of it is to decide to decide whether they, the individuals believe that the votes made in voice are too close to count. And I'd like to request that we, if it's possible, we be able to hear those voice votes to be able to decide for ourselves if the voice votes are close in comparison. Thank you. Yes, thank you, Joel. I, I believe, um, if, if my understanding is, uh, Rick, you can help me here a little bit, but kind of the nature of Zoom, does the audience voices carry back into Zoom? They should, Dan, but Zoom uh, echo cancellation sometimes cancels them out, and okay. there's no way we can control that, unfortunately. All right. So, so Joel, we, we understand we understand your your concern. Uh, I think at this point in time, I would say we, you will you will hear the record vote. Uh, you will hear the actual vote totals from Zoom, and I will try to do my best. Again, it's my my subjective uh, interpretation, but I will try to do my best to let you know if the preponderance of the voice vote in the hall is either for or against a motion. But I think that's the best we can do right now. Point of parliamentary procedure. In okay. the past, operationally, ACB has established a long record of taking standing votes for the membership portion of the vote. And I would submit that a standing vote in the hall is more synonymous with a raised hand vote on, uh, on Zoom and that that is consistent with our procedures that have been long established and uh, is within the purview of our Constitution. Okay, thank you, Michael. And, and of course, we are doing that when, if, if requesting the record vote, we are asking for people to stand. Hearing no more discussion, I'm going to call the question on Resolution 6. Okay, we have one more person in the back. Yes, sorry about that. Wesley Brown from Portland, Oregon. Only thing I'd like to say, most manufacturers usually farm the, the labeling out to another company that specializes in the labeling. And I feel we have better luck if we concentrate our efforts on companies that provide labeling for products for in the man for other manufacturers. All right, thank you, Les. I'm gonna go ahead and call the question. All those in favor, signify by saying, oh, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait. I'm gonna put, put everybody's hands down. All hands are lowered and zoomed in. All right, all hands are lowered. All those in favor of the resolution, please raise your hand and zoom. 148. All right, 148 for. Now, for all those in the ballroom, all those in favor of Resolution 6, signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? Joel and folks on Zoom, the over, overwhelming preponderance of the voice vote was yay in the ballroom. And now, now we'll go back to Zoom and we'll ask all those who we wish to vote against Resolution 6 
two. Well, first of all, Nancy, are all hands lowered? All hands are now lowered in Zoom. All hands are now lowered in Zoom. Please raise your hand if you would like to vote against resolution six. Eight individuals. Eight no's and 148 yeas in the Zoom room. Overwhelming a preponderance of the voice vote in the ballroom was yay. We, the chair recognizes that resolution six has passed. I'll now ask Gabe Griffith, our chair, to uh, introduce Resolution 7. Before we do that, even though that was uh, pretty overwhelming, do you need to call for anybody to that might want to roll call? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, yes, yes. I do. I apologize, Gabe. To be very consistent, make sure all hands are lowered. Does anyone in Zoom request a record vote on Resolution 6? One person. One person. Anyone in the ballroom, please stand if you, or please stand if you would like to request a record vote. There is nobody in right. person that is standing. Nobody in person is standing, therefore the record vote will not be taken and this, mo this resolution passes. Po point of order. Yes, point of order? Yes, it, it's Jeff Tom. Um, yes. Just to be clear, and this is the way it is in the rules, you may only ask for a record vote if you voted in the minority. So if you voted in the majority, you cannot stand up or raise your hand. Right, so it seems to me, well, it, we'll just continue to do this so, so we consistently, we don't have any uh, complaints at the end. But I. I do think in some cases where it's so overwhelming, it, we need to do it very quickly. Yes, okay. Mr. President. Yes, go ahead. Um, this is Peter Heidi. Um, Hi, Peter. Point of order. Yes. Um, my, it is my understanding that when the uh, question is called and seconded, that it must be the first item of business to be taken care of, and that uh, if the assembly um, agrees that the question should be called that we move immediately to the resolution. So your point, your point of order is that if the body calls for the question and it's seconded and the majority of the body requests the question, then we would suspend debate and call the question. Yes. I, I think only and I'll ask our parliamentarian for a, a, a reading here. It, we do have in our standing rules to allow 20 minutes of debate, but I don't know how that interacts with the call for the question. My understanding is that, that once, well, I mean, you'll have to ask the parliamentarian, but in other organizations that I've been in, once the question has been called and, and, uh, and voted, that uh, then, then the resolution is to be considered. Okay. We'll turn it to Denise for a ruling. She's saying, yes, Peter, if we have a motion to call the question and seconded and the majority of our members support that, of course, we'd have to vote on that, then we would call the question. Okay? Thank you, Peter. All right, we're now here from Gabe on Resolution 7. Right, and as we heard a little while ago, our next resolution is gonna be resolution number 2022, number seven. 
and it is on 12 issues of the Braille Forum. Resolution 2022-07, 12 issues of the Braille Forum submitted by the Braille Revival League. Whereas among the most important benefits of membership in the American Council of the Blind is receipt of the ACB Braille Forum, and whereas as an organization of people who are blind or have low vision, this organization should prioritize the availability of Braille and large print in our primary publications, and whereas for the past several years, only six of the 12 issues produced each year are available in hard copy large print and hard copy Braille, and whereas a substantial number of our members do not have access to computers, are deafblind, or simply prefer the hard copy Braille or large print available. Now, therefore, be it resolved by the American Council of the Blind and Convention assembled this day of July 2022 at the CHI Health Center Omaha in Omaha, Nebraska, that this organization, along with its affiliates, the Braille Revival League and Library Users of America, ask that the Board of Publications and the Board of Directors of this organization seriously consider reinstating the six issues currently only available electronically as hard copy Braille and hard copy large print publications, and be it further resolved that if the Board of Directors and the Board of Publications decide that this is not feasible to resume producing 12 issues in Braille and large print, these entities provide to the membership the specific reasons for their decision. Thank you. Um, all right. I, I, can I start with a point of information? Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Clarific point of clarification. I uh, just want to let you know that, that the, the process of going to six Braille issues of the Braille form was put in place, I believe, about uh, 2013, 2014, when ACB was in a very difficult financial situation. Our situation has very much improved, and I do not think financial limitations are a reason to uh, limit the number of Braille issues at this point in time. So with that said, all right, uh, uh, Nancy, do we have all hands down in the Zoom room? Oh. Mr. Oh, President, I'm sorry. I think you're right. Order. Gabe, what was the what was the resolution committee's uh, recommendation? <laughs> and that was going to be my point of order here too. Um, the the committee recommends a Duke pass, and I so move. Thank you. And did you say you had a point of order as well, or a point of? No, I, I was just going to say that was my point of order. Okay. It, Thank it you It's not like much. you were getting ready to start calling for a vote, and I, I just yes, want to make yes. sure that we had the motion and on, on the floor first recommended a do pass. All right. Do I have anyone who would like to call for the question? All right. I have a call for the question in a second. All right. Uh, Nancy, can you please put hands down in the Zoom room? Make sure all hands are down in the Zoom room. All those in Zoom who are in favor of calling the question, please raise their hands. Uh, 130. 130 have raised their hands, yes. In the ballroom, all those in favor of calling the question signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? No one spoke in opposition in the ballroom. It was a unanimous vote to call the question. 
Back to the Zoom room. Okay, all hands are now lowered in Zoom. All hands are now lowered in the Zoom room. Anyone against calling the question in the Zoom room, please raise your hand. Three. All right. We will now then, I, the ruling of the chair is that we will call the question. So I would ask uh, Nancy to make sure everyone has their hands lowered in the Zoom room and we will now take the official vote for resolution seven. All hands are lowered. All hands are lowered. All those in favor of resolution seven, seven to have 12 issues of the Braille Forum with Braille, please raise your hand in the Zoom room. 142. 142 yeas in the Zoom room. Now in the ballroom, all those in favor of approving resolution seven to allow 12 issues of the Braille Forum in Braille, signify by saying aye. aye. All those uh, against signify by saying no. All right, in the ballroom we had no nays and all yays. Back to Zoom, do we have anyone okay. in Zoom uh, who would vote? I need, to, like to, I need to lower hands first. Make it, please lower, everyone lower okay. their hands in the Zoom room. Okay. okay, Dan. All right, all those against the resolution seven to allow 12 issues of the Braille form with Braille, please raise your hand now in Zoom. 10. 10 hands have been raised. The chair uh, makes the uh, observation or ruling that the motion has passed. Because we only had a total of 10 people that were in opposition, we do not have to ask for the record vote because we can't get 25 out of 10. All right, we're now going to consider our next four resolutions. Mr. President. Yes, who's seeking the Peter floor? Heidi. Hello, um, Peter, go ahead. I'm saying that if we have people that are for a resolution and people who are against that we alternate yeah. but that we listen to no more, without, without opposition, that we listen to no more than two people speaking in favor. Okay, so if we don't find anybody that's speaking against, at some point in time we don't continue to hear people speaking that, yes, for. Uh, that Is that, that's two, what you're saying? If, if we're only people, getting fours or against after two and there's no, for the opposite side, we don't that, have to hear all five, we could end yes, in discussion. Then okay. we immediately move and, to the question. All right. Thank you. And Jeff, you had a point of order? Well, I guess I'll, I'm not quite as against it as I was, but I'm in a parliamentary inquiry from the parliamentarian. Okay, parliament inquiry. Um, since this may conflict with our convention rules, um, what, does it just take a majority vote to pass this? It requires a second first. Right, I understand. I think part of our, uh, Peter and, and, and Jeff, part of our problem here, it's with Zoom and all, it's hard to know until you kind of ask people to remove their hands. I mean, we can ask only people to speak against or for to keep their hand raised, but it's honestly a little harder than that. So I, I understand, I understand the, the purpose of your motion, Peter, mm -hmm. but I think if you'll just kind of leave, leave it to the discretion of the chair to kind of make that call. 
we'll try to do all, our best. All that needs to happen is that it goes without a second. You're saying your motion would die without a second? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I thought I heard one. Am I hearing a second on Peter's motion? Second. Okay, I heard a second. So is it a majority vote to change our standing rules? Okay, I understand that the answer is yes to that from our parliamentarian. So the motion on the floor is if we hear two consecutive uh, individuals speaking either before or against a motion and there is no one on the other side of the motion that we end debate. Does everybody understand Peter's motion as it was presented to the body? All right. I'm now going to call the question on the motion. So Nancy, do we have, is everyone's hands down in Zoom? Dan, all hands are lowered. All hands are lowered in Zoom. Clark, do we have good Zoom connectivity? Clark is confirming we have good Zoom connectivity. All those in favor of the motion, please raise your hand on Zoom. 96 people in Zoom. All right, 96 people in Zoom have voted in favor. Now, all those in the hall, all those in the hall who are in favor of limiting either speeches uh, for or against a resolution, if we have two consecutive people who speak for or against a resolution and no one wishes to object and speak on the other side, we will amend our standing rules to end debate and call the question. All those in favor in the ballroom, please signify by saying aye. Opposed? No. All right, for those in the Zoom room, I believe I'm hearing a stronger no than yes vote in the ballroom. Not, I would say 60-40. Okay, now, you, now in Zoom? Zoom, everybody needs to lower their hands. All hands are lowered in Zoom. All right, at this point in time, if you are against the motion, please raise your hand. 28 against, and how many did we have for? 96. 96. Ooh. <laughs> I am going to move, oh boy, how do we handle this? I think it's not clear how many we had uh, in the ballroom versus, the, um, versus in Zoom. So what I'm going to ask okay. people to do now is- Point, point of order, Mr. Chair. This is Adam. Yes, Adam, stand for yes. point of order. I don't, when, when people vote on the Zoom line, I don't think that the numbers should be given there. I think that you should be given the information whether the vote is uh, close or whether it's obvious one way or the other, just the same way that you hear the eyes or nays here in the room. And that you, we those votes, when they're given, um, may influence uh, how it's done out here, whether the opposite is not true. Well, uh, thank you for the point of, of order, Adam. In this particular case, I, I heard a significant different uh, from, from the ballroom than, than we heard from Zoom. 
So what I'd like to do to try to be as fully transparent as possible is uh, we're going to do a kind of a, a standing vote in the hall to get a, a general understanding of how the hall approaches this versus those that are on Zoom. And then we'll add those two together. So if you are in the hall and you are in favor of the motion, to only allow to allow debate to end if two consecutive people are speaking in favor or against a resolution, and to, and no if nobody else is in opposition the the other side, that we would go ahead and suspend debate and call for the question. So if you are in favor of that motion made by Peter. Please stand in the hall, and if you're unable to stand, please raise your hand, and we'll have our parliamentarian and our supervisor of elections take a count. Nancy, are you completed with the yay vote? Yes. All right. Everyone, please be seated if you were voting for the motion. At this point in time, please stand if you are against the motion in the ballroom. Please stand. Go ahead, Carla. What's your right. If we were voting on Zoom... If all of us here voting on, were on Zoom, we'd know how many votes there were in, uh, for, the, uh, for the, the, the eyes. Correct. Since we are not on Zoom, we should have the privilege of knowing the same information and, and then have the, the no votes when they are finished. Well, we will, but we're the supervisors, we now. supervisors counting them and then we'll let everybody I, know. I understand. But when the yes vote is taken on Zoom, we are given that, that number is given out oh. before the no vote is taken. That's my point. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. Okay. So, Nancy, could you let, uh, and Denise, let us know what the yes vote was for the motion? So what, what were the, uh, the votes in the hall? We had 63 in favor. 28 against. Okay, so the motion has passed. Very good. All right, we will now move on to our second set of resolutions. We'll introduce Gabe Griffith, our resolutions chair. Thank you. Our next resolution is 2022-8, and this one deals with convention contract changes. Resolution 2022-08, convention contract changes, submitted by the Braille Revival League. Whereas at least one affiliate of the American Council of the Blind, the Florida Council of the Blind, has included in its convention contract that the hotel where the convention is being held is responsible for acquiring shampoo, conditioner, body gel, and other cosmetic elements with Braille labels on products available in guest rooms, and whereas this has resulted in the ability of blind guests to be much more independent than they would otherwise be, and whereas the Braille Revival League is the affiliate of the American Council of the Blind responsible for promoting the wider use and greater publicity of Braille as a medium of communication, now therefore be it resolved by the American Council of the Blind and Convention Assembled, this 
day of July 2022 at the CHI Health Center Omaha in Omaha, Nebraska, that this organization direct its convention coordinator to seek to include the provision of cosmetics with Braille and large print identification as a necessary component of any new contracts that the American Council of the Blind enters into with hotels where our conference and convention is to be held. Thank you, Gabe. What is the recommendation of the Resolutions Committee for Resolution 8? The, resolu the Resolutions Committee recommends a due pass, and I so move. All right. Mr. The President, I'd like to be recognized for a motion. Resolution Committee recommends a due pass. Someone seeking the floor. Mr. President, for purposes of an amendment, which I hope will be friendly, uh, I think that Please state you, your name. This is Michael Byington. Thank you, Michael. Uh, I think that there needs to be an additional clause which essentially states, and I would trust the committee to word this, uh, that if the convention hotel in question normally provides uh, those accommodations, they cannot fail to provide them in a way to get around the provisions of this resolution. Kind of maybe clarify that friendly amendment a little bit more. So well, you're saying uh, if they normally provide, in other words, so if they don't provide body lotion, we're gonna gonna make them provide body lotion. Is no. that is that what, kind of, what you're kind of saying? No, just the opposite. Just the opposite. If they normally provide body lotion, they cannot deny providing it to us simply to avoid having to market in Braille. I see what he's saying. Oh, I see okay. exactly. Okay, I, I see what you're saying. So they, they can't withhold the product just because they don't have Braille available. Okay. Um, Mr. President, I'd like to be recognized for a motion. Hold, hold on one second. We've got a, a friendly amendment that's on the, the table. Well, Mr. Uh, President, it's not friendly until the uh, committee chair makes right, a ruling. Right, so that's, it's a proposed friendly amendment. So Gabe, would you, as the resolutions chair, see that as a friendly right. amendment? I would see that as being friendly. I don't think it changes the the purpose of the of the resolution to to get the the this, this, the products marked. So I would I would consider that friendly. Okay. So Michael, that motion has been considered friendly and would be included in the resolution language. Thank you. All right. Uh, Ray Campbell has uh, seek the floor I, I for a motion. Like, I'd like to move that this resolution be referred to the Convention Committee and Board of Directors um, and that the Convention Committee um, put a plan in place to implement this and bring that back to the Board of Directors by the, uh, by the October board meeting. Okay, Ray has made a motion to refer this to the Convention Committee and the ACB Board of Directors to bring a proposed process, solution, proposed? Yeah, proposed solution. Proposed uh, solution back to um, the board for vote at the fall board meeting. Correct. Yep. Okay, and we had a second. All right, Greg Wansider seconds the motion. Okay. So at this point in time, we are discussing the motion that is on the floor to refer to the, con to the convention committee. 
So at this point in time, we will begin debate unless somebody wants to call for the question on the motion. I call for the question on the motion. Ray calls for the question on the motion. Do I have a second? Second. Anthony. Anthony seconds. Point of order. Yes, point of order, Jeff. There was no time to recognize other people for debate. And if we're going to have a call for the question every time we start debate, the majority nor the minority will have any chance to debate. Hold on. Our parliamentarian says it's a higher ranking motion to refer, so we have to talk about that first. Okay. All right. So, on the motion to refer, do we have anyone who wishes to speak for or against the motion to refer? Uh, I'd like to speak for. What now? And I'd like to speak against. Yeah. Okay. We have. We have so far Ray to speak for and Jeff to speak against. Uh, hold on one second. Uh, do we have any hands in the Zoom room, Nancy? Yeah, we do. Okay. Um, I have Janine Lee. Are you for or against? Janine. I, I have a. Hey, I have a parliamentary question that I've been trying to ask before our motions and the last resolution. So Jeff just brought it up, but I would like this to be clarified because maybe I'm not understanding Robert rules of order. If the second you read the resolution, then you call to question, doesn't that sequester and quench any way to have any conversation about it? Like, well, is that okay? Are we allowed? Like, I, I don't think like you can read it and be like, dance spoon is cool. Okay. I call that to question. Like, isn't, that takes away all the time for debate. Yes, but when we call the question, a majority has to be in favor of calling the question. So, two thirds. That, two thirds. No. Isn't it two thirds? The answer is yes, it's two thirds. Okay. okay, thank you very much. Okay, thank you. All right, but we now are on the, uh, we have Ray and Jeff for and against, and we were asking uh, in Zoom, Janine was not speaking for or against, but had a point of clarification. So Nancy, who are our next people in Zoom? Jean Mann. Jean Mann, do you, do you wish, you're not speaking yet, but do you wish to speak for or against? I wish to speak for. Thank you, Jean. So we now have two speak, people speaking for. Who do we next have on Zoom? Um, phone number, wait, got Debbie Hazelton. Debbie Hazelton from Zoom, do you wish to speak for or against? Against. Okay, we have Debbie Hazelton speaking against. Deb, Deb Cook-Lewis is recording these for us. We have two fours and two against. Let's get two more in Zoom and then we'll go back to the ballroom. Or phone number ending in 505. Phone number ending in 505. It's Margie Donovan. Sorry about that. Margie's. And I'm wishing to speak, speak in opposition. Opposition. Okay, we have three in opposition. We, we had yes. uh, Jeff, we had Margie, and. Okay. Yeah, I guess it's, it's only two and two. I'm sorry. All right, one more on Zoom, please. Do you wish to speak for or against? It would be Greg Hollins. Who again? 
Greg Hollins. Greg Hollins, are you, you wish to speak for or against? I'm speaking in favor. All right, so we now have three in favor and two against. We'll get one more on Zoom and then we'll go back to the hall. Steve Heeson from Wisconsin. Steve Heeson, can you hear me? For or against? Can you hear me? Yes. You wish okay. to speak for or against? I wish to speak against, against. the motion. Okay, thank you. We have three fours and three against. Is that right? All right, three, four. Now we're going to go back to the ballroom for our final four, 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 and against. This is easy for me to say. Okay. All right, so who in the ballroom would like to speak for or against the motion? I, June Lang, would like to speak for it. All right, Judy it wishes to June. speak for. June. June? June. Okay. Yes. June. Thank you, June. It's a little hard to hear up here, so thank you, June. All right, who would like to speak for or against the motion on the ballroom floor? Uh, Wesley Brown, I'm kind of speaking for the motion with the comment. All right, Wesley is going to speak for, so we now need two against from the ballroom. Do we have any more who wish to speak against from the ballroom? We're only taking people who are wishing to speak Car against. At Carolyn this point. Burley wishes to speak against. That's what she was. Karen Burley? Carolyn. Carol. Carol Burley wishes okay. to speak yeah, against. Me, we need one more against in the ballroom. If not, we'll go back to Zoom. Hearing no more in the ballroom. Nancy, we need to find one more against in the in Zoom. Um, Holly Turley is the Turley, sorry, is the next Holly, uh, do you wish to speak against? Please lower your hand in the Zoom room if you haven't been asked to speak and you want to speak for the motion. I would like to speak against, please. Okay, Holly is speaking speak against. Okay, thank you, Holly. You're our last <laughs> speaker for this period of debate. So, Deb, who is our first person? Is it Ray? Okay, our first person to speak for the uh, motion to refer to the convention committee is Ray Campbell. Ray Campbell, I, you're recognized for two minutes. Thank you. I will not take anywhere near two minutes. Um, I, I believe that we have a very good convention committee and convention coordinator. I think that um, this is an issue that we can refer to them and they will do work through whatever processes need to be worked through to make this happen and bring back a good plan to the board of directors. While this is an excellent idea, um, let the convention committee and the board do their job and vote to refer this to them. Thank you very much. Thank you, Ray. And now, Jeff in opposition. All right, now Jeff, Tom, and, and, and against? So if this had been a friendly amendment, to the resolution to add on to it, I would have agreed with it. But I don't want to take anything away from the resolution. I think this is an excellent resolution. Um, I agree that the convention committee will ultimately, if this passes one way or another, do a fine job. But I think the resolution should only be referred when there is a concern about the resolution. And I think this is a fine resolution, so I would rather it stay as it is and not be referred per se. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. We will now hear in our Zoom room from Debbie Hazelton, who wishes to speak for the motion. Actually, I said I'm, I'm against. Okay, I, I apologize. We, we got you okay. recorded. You want me to wait? Okay. Yeah. You want me to wait? Y yes, please wait. You, you'll be next, okay. Debbie. So, uh, Greg Holland. I think I was the first one. Gene, okay. man. You were the four. I'm sorry, Gene. We, we're, we're we'll try to do a little bit better. 
All right, Jean Mann okay. to speak for the, the resolution to refer. Okay, I was originally gonna vote against this resolution simply because I don't know, just because Florida has found places, I don't know how, how, how possible it's going to be and what an imposition it's gonna put on our convention coordinator. But since um, the, the motion to refer allows her the opportunity to work with the board and do some investigation um, into this process, then I will vote for the motion to refer. Thank That's you. It. Thank you, Jean. We'll now hear from Des Debbie Hazelton on the against side. Thank you. I feel like I'm at McDonald's. I'll <laughs> take mine with cheese. Um, I'm against because I feel like the resolution is complete and a friendly amendment should not take that long to be added. Uh, I think we're, we're spending a heck of a lot more time on this debate than we are if we just, I mean, a simple friendly amendment and referring it back to the board and having it work with the convention coordinator is just allowing for the possibility of someone not being able to come through with it. So yeah, I'm against it. Thank you. Thank you, Debbie. Now we'll hear for Greg, Greg Holland to vote uh, to speak in favor. Um, yes. Um, of course, I'm, I'm all for railing everything, but I think in this, in this uh, motion, when we already have a contract signed with the convention coordinator and I would, I would, if they can work out with the hotel to get this done, but putting a lot of uh, pressure on the hotel when we have a contract already signed, I don't know, I don't know if we can do that. Thank you. And now against on Zoom, Margie Donovan on Zoom to speak against. Thank you. I rise to speak against this amendment. We, the body and the members of ACB are the supreme authorities. We get to do business once a year. We've again elected to hold all of our resolutions to the very end and all of our business to the very end. This is creating a lot of motions to refer in my opinion. And yes, we are limited on time, but we should consider doing more business throughout the week so that we're not jammed and the Supreme Authority does not, is not put in a position to refer everything. Again, I reiterate, I am against this and we should be able to vote on everything. Thank you. Thank you. And now we'll recognize June in the ballroom to speak for the motion to refer. Yes. Thank you, Mr. President. We definitely have the right, oh, we definitely have the right to cast our votes here on the floor, but this is something that definitely needs to be done, but if anything is new is this, there are also a lot of other bugs that need to be worked out that we don't often see. I don't think anybody's saying that we aren't capable, but I think in an instant like this, a motion to refer might be appropriate. Thank you. 
Thank you, June. Now we will hear Carol in the ballroom who wished to speak against. Go ahead, Carol. Okay, I, I, I'm uh, against it because I think we should divide, decide now whether we, and I guess that even though we've got some contracts already signed that they can't change, that we can look for, try to do this in the future because it would really help some of us who really don't read much Braille, at least know enough Braille to tell whether it says shampoo or conditioner or other, you know, you, you, you know the alphabet. And so I think it would really help because what I've always done is take the shampoo home, marked it, and then brought back the tubes so I can use the tubes I got in the hotel time before at this time. So I think it would be nice to be able to know what what the conditioner or lotion or what, what's in the, in the little tubes. Thank you, Carol. And now we'll hear uh, Wesley, who's four, in the ballroom. Wesley Brown from Portland, Oregon. My yes. only, I'm for this, but one of my main concerns is why does the onus have to fall on the hotel to do this? Afraid if we start requiring the hotel to braille stuff, this could make it hard to find hotels to host conventions. Why can't we find some other people, group, organization, company that can do the Braille labeling for us and only requirement to the hotel would be to let us do it? All right. Thank you, Wesley. Thank you. Remember, thank we're, you. We're, we're, we're debating the, the motion to refer. All right. We have one more, one more person on Zoom, Steve. Right? So, Steve, on Zoom, you're our last person to speak against. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Okay. Um, I was listening to the resolution. I thought it was a great resolution, and it was clear that it would refer everything to the, everything would be directed to the convention coordinator, as it was. Um, and I agree with Debbie and Jeff and others that uh, we, these, these motions have really become unnecessary. And if people have been listening to the to the voting um, for the resolutions, they some of them end up being against if you listen to what people are actually saying. So I think we need to take care of this today. And, uh, you know, also there are other ways to um, access this information. There'll be more and more of those ways to do that in the years to come. And I am very pro-Braille, but um, um, to, to leave this at, uh, to the hotel to take care of could limit our options. And um, so I think we need to move forward with this uh, today. And the motion is really um, somewhat unnecessary. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. All right, at this point in time, we are going to uh, vote on the resolution, the, excuse me, the motion to refer to the convention committee. All right, so at this point in time, I am going to ask our supervisor, do we have all hands down in the Zoom room? Are down in the Zoom room. All right, all hands are down in the Zoom room. All those in the Zoom room who wish to vote for the motion to refer this resolution to the convention committee, please signify by raising your hands in the Zoom room. 
And Nancy, I'm going to ask you not to give us uh, the, the, the vote, but just, it, just tally it, please. That way we'll be consistent. Okay. I can. That's at least until after we hear the voice votes in, in the nays. Okay, Dan. All right. All those in favor and Zoom, please lower your hands. And while you're lowering your hands, we are going to now focus on the ballroom. All those in favor of referring this resolution to the convention committee, signify by saying aye. Aye. All those opposed, signify by saying no. Right? Are all hands lowered in Zoom? All hands are lowered in Zoom. All hands are lowered in Zoom. Please raise your hand if you are against the motion to refer this resolution to the convention committee and the board. Mr. President? Yes, who's seeking the floor? This is Donna Seliger. Yes, Donna? I, I believe in a democratic process as well as anyone here. But please, ladies and gentlemen, remember how many resolutions we have to go through, and we all want to go to the banquet. And besides that, we all want our happy meals for lunch. All right, thank you, Donna. We had 52 in favor in Zoom and 98 against. I also believe that the, the majority of people in the ballroom voted against, so the motion to refer fails. However, at this point in time, I have to ask, do, do those who were for the motion and were on the minority side, would, are, <clears throat> excuse me, we need to know if 25 people will stand and request a record vote. So again, in Zoom, and please, the record vote is not whether you're for it or against it. The record vote is if you believe that we, we voted inappropriately and you would feel much better if we had a true record vote to record the results. So having said that, anyone in Zoom who believes and requests a record vote, first of all, make sure all hands are lowered. So Nancy, let me know when all hands are lowered. All hands are lowered. Thank you, Nancy. All hands are lowered. Anyone in Zoom on the, on the four side of the resolution that would like a record vote, please raise your hand. Okay. All right, before you give me the results, Nancy, if those in the room uh, who would like to stand in, in opposition to the call of the chair and would like a record vote who voted for the, the motion to refer, Please stand. Okay. In Zoom, I had eight individuals. In person, one. All right. So we only have nine total that wish for a record vote. So there will be no record vote. And so this motion has officially failed. 
We now must consider the original resolution, which is to allow to, um, boy, it's been a while since we had the original resolution, but I think we all remember it. So we are basically asking the uh, convention committee to work with future contracts to include for the toiletries in the room that they be made, make, make effort, effort to make them available with Braille. All right? So at this point in time, do I have anybody who wishes to call the question on the resolution? Okay. Dan, I... Yes? I have six hands up in Zoom. You have six hands up in Zoom? Yep. All right. Janine Lee. Um, so why is that the first thing we do is go to call to question? Now, I, I wanted to speak for this motion. For not motion for Today this resolution. Call, yes, and you, and you may have an opportunity to do that. I wanted to call okay. the question because if we go through more debate, we're going to have a 20-minute debate period. I think to consider a resolution that that the at the end the vast majority will probably will I don't know, but that was okay. the question. So if if we have pretty much unanimity, I was hoping by calling the question <laughs> we could eliminate another 20-minute debate period. Okay, well, I raised my hand just so I could be a proponent. So when that time comes, if we get yes. that, if we don't get the call to question, I'm, I'll be, I want to be okay. a pro. Thank you, Janine. Thank you, Dan. Again, I guess I'm hearing no one who wishes to call the question for the vote. Sure, I, I have a, another question. I hear somebody in the hall. Anthony, call the question. Anthony Corona has called for the question. Do I have a second? Somebody get to a mic, please. Uh, this is Carla Rushville. I'll second the motion. All right, thank you. So we have Anthony Corona has made a motion and Carla Rushville has seconded it to call the question. I'm going to do this a little bit differently, hoping to, in expediency, to make this flow a little bit quicker. So in calling the question, I'm going to ask anybody in the ballroom to stand if they're in opposition to calling the question. If you're in opposition to calling the question, please stand. One, okay, we have one standing in opposition now in the Zoom room. How many people, please, Anyone who wishes uh, to vote in opposition to calling the question in Zoom, please raise your hand. Nine. Nine. So we have a total of 10 people that are in opposition to calling the question. The ruling of the chair is that we should call the question. <laughs> so at this point in time, please lower all hands in the Zoom room. All hands are lowered in Zoom. All hands are lowered in the Zoom room. All those in favor in the Zoom room of approving the resolution, please signify by raising your hands. Okay. All right, we have a count. Please lower your hands in the Zoom room. All those in favor of the resolution in the ballroom, signify by saying aye. Opposed, say nay. nay. 
right? I believe the eyes have it in the ballroom. Now, everybody, our hands all lowered in the Zoom room. Hands are all lowered in Zoom. If you are against the resolution and you're in the Zoom room, please raise your hand. Okay, in the Zoom room, we have 99 for and 36 against. In the ballroom, the majority voted for by voice vote. Therefore, the resolution passes. Now call on Gabe Griffith to read our next resolution. And were you going to call for any, uh, any request for a uh, um, record vote on that one, Mr. President? Oh, I'm sorry, Gabe. Before we move on. A record vote. Okay. <laughs> Teamwork here, right? <laughs> All right. Thank you, Gabe. So if you do not believe the vote was taken accurately and you are in the minority and you would like a record vote, first, everybody in Zoom, please lower your hands. All hands are lowered. In the Zoom room, if you would like to request a record vote and you voted against the motion and the resolution, please raise your hand if you want a record vote. All right. Please stand in the hall if you voted against the resolution and you would request a record vote. I had, it went up, six in Zoom, one in person. All right, we do only have seven people requesting a record vote, so no record vote will be taken. The motion passes. We'll now move on to the next resolution, Gabe. Yes, thank you, Mr. President. Okay, next up, we have resolution 2022, number nine, that is on equal access to digital accessible information systems, DAISY audiobooks by the National Library Service for the Blind and Print Disabled. Resolution 2022-09, Equal Access to Digital Accessible Information Systems, DAISY Audio Books, by the National Library Service for the Blind and Print Disabled, submitted by Sight and Sound Impaired Committee of ACB and Scott Davert. Whereas the most prevalent format of books and magazines provided by the National Library Service for the Blind and Print Disabled is digital materials in a specialized DAISY audio format, and whereas these materials only provide audio content without any text, and whereas the absence of text makes it difficult, if not impossible, for NLS patrons who are deaf-blind to read or comprehend the materials, and whereas since the inception of the BARD program, this concern has been raised by patrons who are deafblind, and whereas the Center for Equitable Library Access, CELA, and Learning Ally are similar lending libraries which provide textual equivalents with their audiobooks. Now therefore, be it resolved by the American Council of the Blind in Convention Assembled this day of July 2022 at the CHI Health Center Omaha in Omaha, Nebraska, that commencing with new release, NLS produce all its audio materials with a textual equivalent, and be it further resolved that NLS explore updating its existing audio materials collection to include a text equivalent, and be it further resolved that ACB request annual updates on the additions of text equivalent to their digital audio collection. 
Mr. Chair, how does the resolution committee recommend? The resolutions committee recommends a due pass, and I so move. Thank you. Is there anyone who wishes to speak uh, on this particular resolution? Hearing none. Oh, boy, I gave it a shot. <laughs> okay, I have 505. Okay, again, I'm going to caution people just to help us along a little bit. If we don't hear a lot of people wishing to speak against something, there's a pretty good chance we're probably going to approve it. So I just encourage people, don't speak for something just so you have an opportunity to speak. Speak for something if you believe it will really change the decision of the body. So, but, but I'm not discouraging people from their democratic process to speak. I'm just saying I think we could do this more efficiently. There's an opportunity. So with that said, I'll still go back and say, does anyone wish to speak on this resolution? Do we have any hands in Zoom? I have five hands up in Zoom. We have five hands in Zoom. Okay. What is our first, uh, please recognize our first person in Zoom. Person ending, phone number ending in 505. And I think it's, that was Margie. it's Margie Donovan. Um, I'm not right speaking for this resolution. I want to raise a point of order. I first of all want to say I recognize that this is not easy for anybody, and especially the people at the day up. But here's what I'm, I want to say. I'm unmuted. I, I have tried to raise my hand several times for points of order. I don't know how people on Zoom can make a point of order when we are not recognized. My hand keeps being put down. The second thing, if I didn't forget it, I wanted to say, um, oh, no, I forgot it. I'm sorry. Um, so I, I, oh, I do remember. Dan, I'm, I'm finding it quite confusing. You're asking people in Zoom to raise their hands, and Nancy's putting them down, and I'd like clarification. That was my point of order that I wanted to address. Are we to put our hands down, and, or is Nancy to put our hands down, and how can we get a point of order when our hands keep being put, being put down? All right, Margie, thank you for bringing that up. What I'm trying to do, and I can't say I'm doing a perfect job of it, but what I'm trying to do is to have, you have to have a starting point. So the starting point has to be that everybody has their hands down because then we don't know if when we call a question, if people then raise their hand, that an action is being taken. So if people start off with their hands up before we've ever said anything, then it's hard to know, is your hand just up because you forgot to put it down because we've never cleared the, cleared the Zoom room. So the idea is to first clear the Zoom room and I will try in the future with our motions to ask for a point of order, a point of clarification before we start taking people who are voting for and against. Therefore, people in the Zoom room will have an opportunity to raise their hand for a point of order, a point of clarification. Okay? Thank so you, Mr. I'll, President. I Thank I'll, you. I'll do my best. I'll try. So you guys try to keep me honest. I know you are, you're, doing your, you're doing a good job of keeping me honest. If you have a point, this is only if you have a point of order or a point of clarification, please raise your hand in the Zoom room. 
Okay. Who's our first person? Linda Yaks. Linda Yaks, you're recognized to speak. Hi, Dan, and I, I'm sorry, I'm going to reiterate something quickly. This is a point of information. I really hope it will help Nancy in the long run. When we try to lower our own hands in Zoom, they pop right back up if Nancy is lowering all hands. So for us Zoomers, she has the capability to lower all hands, and let's let's let her do that. I think it will move this process along a lot faster. That's what I wanted to say. Thank you, Dan, for taking me. Thank Thank you, Linda. That's a very good suggestion. I think we've, we've reached that conclusion here in the front as well. So, so Nancy will lower all hands in between votes. Thank you, Linda. Who's our next point of order or clarification? Phone number ending in 814. All right, phone number ending in 814. You may speak. Mr. President, uh, Stephen Mendelson from San Leandro, California. Point of information. Would the requirement of a print version violate our contract with Blue book producers or potentially raise a uh, copyright law violation question. I apologize, I could not understand him. Would the requirement of a print, a print format version violate our contracts with book producers or in the alternative, would they raise any issues of copyright law violation? Mr. President, this, Mr. Is, Gabe Griffith. this is Gabe Griffith, the committee chair, if I might address. Hold on, I, I've got Clark. Uh, Gabe, did you hear his question? Yes, sir, I did. Okay, if you uh, could repeat it, We're both it, on please. Zoom, and, and he's coming across Zoom just fine. Um, Steve, I, we don't believe it would violate any copyright stuff since it's already NLS content that they would have and be producing in the specialized format. So it would be under the all of the NLS um, auspices of, of uh, copyrights and, and all of those things. With all, with all due respect, I'm not sure that's true. I believe that the authorization for special distribution does not typically or necessarily include print formats. Well, it's stuff that NLS is able to produce and, and distribute, so it would have to be. In alternative, in alternative formats, though, surely. All right, thank you, Steve. What's our next point of order or clarification? Jean Mann. Jean Mann, you're recognized. Okay. So the last, I'm confused because the last motion to refer when it failed, you called for the question right away and there was no discussion. This time the resolution was read and you never asked anybody to call for the question. And you're allowing all kinds of discussion. So I don't get it. Well, Jean. I'm trying to work my way through this. I thought it might speed things up to call for the question, but it took a long time to go through the vote of calling for the question. So what, what I was hoping to do was see if we would just have a little bit of discussion on some of these resolutions that seem fairly straightforward, and then we could go ahead and call for the vote. So I'm trying to work through the process well, the best I can. But, but what you think is straightforward and what some of us might think it's straightforward. It, it, there's a difference of opinion there. That's always, that always could be the case, yes. So at this point in four, in, unless somebody seeks the floor and asks to call for the question, I'm not gonna call for the question. I'm All right, have, I'm calling call for the for question. Discussion. That's, my understanding right now, that's out of order because we're just calling for points of order. These hands are being raised just for points of order at this point in time and for, so, for information. So you choose So you choose when 
And what resolutions you'll call for the question right away and what ones you'll let the discussion happen. Stay on, stay on. We'll allow you to call for the question in a second, but I, but I w wanted to try to answer Margie's concern that people have not had a chance to call for, for the points of order or for clarification before we move forward with the motion. So please stay, stay, stay right there, Jean. And we'll, is there one other person who wouldn't had a point of order or point of information? I have three people yet. Three more people on points Mickey of order and information. I just had a question about the number of people on Zoom. I, you guys asked about that in the very beginning, but you haven't asked for at least 45 minutes and my question is, how are you keeping track of the people who have left? It doesn't matter, really it's like being in the ballroom, people will come and people will go, but at any time that we take a vote, it will be the people that are in the ballroom, I've been be in the Zoom room. As long okay. as the Zoom room is connected, they have equal access. Thank you. Okay, thank you. All right, next point of information or clarification. Christy Marshall. Christy Marshall. Hello, this is Christy Marshall. Uh, my question is uh, at the point of clarification with the resolution. You are wanting to have NLS do text stuff along with the audio stuff. Well, to me, if you're deafblind, uh, that could be a problem. Text-based, I would think maybe Braille, but not text. And that's all I wanted to say. Thank you. Okay, I think it was related to deaf blind. I, I didn't couldn't catch all of it. Okay, all right. Anyone else with a point of order or clarification? Janelle Edwards. Janelle Edwards. Is this our last hand for that? Right now, it's our yes. last hand. Okay, Janelle. Um, thank you, Mr. President. And with all respect, I do understand about our time constraints and all these kinds of things. But and Jeff Tom somewhat brought this up already, but. In our tradition of ACB debate, for instance, on that Anybody last hear one, what I said? for that last one after after the after the motion to refer failed, um, <clears throat> there there are some resolutions where I may be convinced by the people on the other side, or perhaps they're convinced by me. That happened once a long time ago, but. I would like to hear sometimes what the people have to say, and I understand people have have the right, but I, I, I would appreciate it if it didn't come from you as as far as um, going ahead and calling the question to go with the more tradition of ACB. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, okay, I'm unmuted now, according to me. Okay. I didn't lower my hand, so Jean. I didn't realize it got lowered, sorry. Go um, ahead. I, I, I call for the question. Okay, Gene Mann has called for the Second, question. Anthony. Anthony Corona has seconded. All right, so we've called for the question. It takes a two-third majority to call for the question. All right, so at this point in time, would everyone please lower their hands? All hands are lowered in Zoom. If you are opposed to calling the question, Please raise your hand in Zoom. If you do not wish us to call the question, if you are opposed, please raise your hand in Zoom. Okay, Dan. Okay. Now I will ask everyone in the ballroom who is in opposition to calling the question to please stand. If you're in opposition to calling the question, 
please stand in the ballroom. Yes, if you could tell me the total number in the Zoom and the ballroom that are standing in opposition to calling the question. Okay, we had 13 in Zoom and zero in the room that were opposed to calling the question. Therefore, we have a majority to call the question. That's the ruling of the chair. So at this point in time, would all hands please be lowered in Zoom? Nancy, please lower all hands in Zoom. Okay, all hands are lowered in Zoom. We are going to now, we are going to now vote on Resolution 9 related to access in NLS for DAISY audio information. All right. All hands are lowered. All right, all those in favor of Resolution 9 signify by raising your hands in Zoom. Okay. All right. Now we will focus on the ballroom. All those in favor of Resolution 9, please signify by saying aye. Aye. All those opposed in the ballroom, please signify by saying no if you're opposed to the Resolution 9. Hearing no opposition. And now in the Zoom room, are, Nancy, are all hands lowered? No, just give Please me a lower all hands. Okay, all hands are now lowered. All right, all hands are now lowered. If you are opposed to Resolution 9, please raise your hand. If you're in opposition to Resolution 9, please raise your hand. All right, in Zoom, we had 122 in favor, 12 against. In the ballroom, it was a unanimous voice vote in favor. Therefore, we only had a total of 12 individuals who were in opposition. Therefore, we do not have to ask for a record vote. This motion passes. We're going to try to get through the next two and then take a lunch break, folks. So what are, is our next resolution, Gabe? Thank you, Mr. President. Our next resolution is a resolution on reporting of resolutions. Resolution 2022-12. Resolution on reporting of resolutions submitted by Margie Donovan. Whereas the American Council of the Blind, ACB, adopts resolutions, and whereas ACB members often do not receive a follow-up report on adopted resolutions, and whereas there are times when little is done to implement a resolution, and whereas the passage of time may result in total inaction on a resolution, now, therefore, be it resolved by the American Council of the Blind and Convention assembled this day of July 2022 at the CHI Health Center Omaha in Omaha, Nebraska, that this organization directs the president and or their designee to review resolutions which have been adopted commencing with 2021, and be it further resolved, that the president or their designee provide a status update for each resolution, and be it further resolved that a regular annual report be provided to the membership on the status of each resolution. All right, and uh, Mr. Resolution Chair, how does the Resolution Committee recommend? The Resolutions Committee recommends a do pass, and I still move. Thank you, Gabe. At this point in time, either on Zoom or in the hall, does anybody have any uh, points of order or, or clarification? At this point in time, we will 
talk, start discussion on this resolution. Does anyone wish to speak for or against this resolution? Uh, Ray Campbell against. Ray Campbell would like to speak against. Thank you, Ray. You'd be the first person to speak against. Do we have anyone who wishes else to wishes to speak for or against the resolution in the ballroom? Anthony for. I'll get to the mic. All right. Anthony Corona would like to speak for the resolution. Anyone else in the ballroom? I don't know what she wants to do. Hearing nobody else in the ballroom seeking the floor, do we have anybody in Zoom that would like to speak for or against the resolution? Okay, 388. Oh, okay. Mitch or against? Number 388. Yeah, I am in favor. Please repeat your name. Mitch Pomerantz. Mitch Pomerantz, would you like to speak for or against? I speak in favor. All right, Mitch would like to speak in favor. Okay. <clears throat> Next person that has their hand up is Don Horn. I'd like to speak against. Okay. Did you get Thank it? you, Don. We got you to speak Don against. C. Okay. Janine Lee. Janine Lee. Janine, yep, Janine Lee, I would like to speak for. Janine Lee would like to speak for. Anyone else? Dan Marshall, are you for or against? Margie Donovan speaking in favor. Margie Donovan speaking in favor. Thank you. Okay. What about That's Dan Marshall? He was next. Dan Marshall there. was next. Dan Hello. Marshall. Yes, Dan. I'm for it. Thank you. You're for. Okay. Do we have anyone else who wishes to speak against? Mr. President, I'm going to withdraw from the queue. I'm. I'm actually thinking about this, I'm actually for this, so I'm going to withdraw from the queue. Okay, so Ray does not wish to speak against it. Who else did we have who wished to speak? Don was against. Okay, so at this point in time, I'm going to ask everybody to lower their, please lower everyone's hands in the Zoom room, Nancy. Okay. Mr. President, you unmuted me, and I do want to speak against it. All right, all hands are lowered. Only if you wish to speak against this motion, please raise your hand. Jeanette, do you wish to speak against the motion? I do, Mr. President. All right, thank you. All right, at this point in time, we have our folks that are going to speak for and against the motion. All right, Anthony Corona, are you at a microphone? You are our first person to speak for the resolution. I am, Mr. President. Thank you. I'd like to speak for this um, resolution with a friendly amendment. I think in the spirit of transparency and, and communication of this organization, it, it is great for us to be able to have an updated status on resolutions that are passed. My friendly amendment would be on the clause for the president and the designee that we add that they work with the chair of the resolutions committee who understands the process of the resolutions from the beginning to the recommendation to the voting so that when they're putting together that report, it's concise and all of the information needed is coming together from the same spot, if you know what I'm trying to, so that there, it doesn't have to do a lot of back and forth. Anthony, I'm not sure what your motion was. It Was it to include to the include, resolutions chair? Yes. Okay, include the resolutions chair in the process. Uh, resolutions chair, is that a friendly uh, amendment? 
Yeah, I think we could include the resolution chairwords saying that the president or their designee, along with the resolution's chair, produce provide the a status report. update. Yes, that, that would be great. Okay. With, with that, Anthony, you're good with that? that? I'm good with that, yes. Okay, you're good thank with you. that, okay. Gabe? Okay, done. Thank you. Thank you, that's done. Okay, thank you, Anthony. All right, now, uh, what, we got five and two? Okay, so I'm gonna ask one more person to speak in favor of the resolution, and that is Mitch Pomerantz. Ladies and gentlemen, many of you are relatively new to this organization, so you may think this is something that we're doing for the first time. It's not. Prior to my presidency, during my presidency, and subsequent to my presidency, I believe, this was common practice. The governmental affairs individual would, during his or her time uh, on the agenda, talk about the resolutions, talk about their implementation or lack thereof. We are an organization driven by the membership, regardless of the fact that we have many more staff and lots more things going on but you have a right to know the resol about the resolutions that you were involved in voting upon the previous year. I urge you in the strongest possible terms to support and vote for this resolution. Thank you. Thank you, Mitch. And who's our first person to speak against? Don Horn, sorry, Don, Don Horn, against the resolution. Um, I, I agree with much of what is in this resolution. I'm sorry, my phone won't shut up, let me. Okay, I agree. I agree with the intent of the resolution and I agree with much of what is here. I certainly agree with the need for the annual report. What concerns me is the whereas clauses, um, because although they are, appear to be accurate, and I'm sure they are, because this is a document that will live in our history, I think that we really would need, if we're going to include the, the whereas is in the way that they're currently written, what I would want to see is that there has been a lot of prior discussion and prior work done with the board to, you know, to talk about, well, where are things, when are we getting a report, that sort of thing. So I like the I like the, the, the result. I, it's the whereas clauses that caused me to vote against it. And it's unfortunate because I agree with the intent of it. Janine Lee to speak for the resolution on Zoom. Sure. Thanks, Dan. Oh, Mr. President. Um, I think that this is a wonderful resolution. I think it shows transparency from the board. And then it shows us that there was some call to action. It shows what has happened. I think we should all vote for this because we go through this process right now and <laughs> the fours, the against, the calls to questions, the point of orders, and then we don't always know what happens. So I think it would be good for like a check-in to say, hey, this is what our progress is on this resolution. Um, so I am totally for this and I, I, I urge everyone else to vote for this. Thank you, Janine. And now we'll hear from Jeanette Kutash to be to speak against the resolution. I think there oh, is. I think there is no need for this resolution. I think that 
we could very easily figure out a way with with uh, the people involved in working on um, the progress of any given resolution to produce a quarterly update. And I think that would be an equally um, good way of getting the word out. Um, I feel this resolution in its design um, is a bit contrary and does not represent the good work that ACB does and the um, efforts that ACB has made, especially in the past three years, to be more communicative and more transparent. So I strongly encourage people to vote against this. Thank you, Mr. President. Thank you, Jeanette. Margie Donovan wishes to speak for. Margie. Thank you. Um, I put forth this resolution because over a period of time of several years, there have been resolutions passed that I have submitted, and I can tell you for a fact I've heard nothing on them, and one in particular I've been trying to get pushed through and something done, and nothing to date has been done on it, and that resolution passed three years ago. I believe we have an incredible staff, but I do believe that they need to be accountable to the membership. And a lot of time is put into resolutions by individuals that write them and by the committee and by the membership. And we have to have an accountability process. I also don't know when resolutions expire. I'm aware of a resolution that was passed under Paul's administration that um, was an action for conventions. And that practice hasn't taken place for several years. So I encourage people to please vote in favor of accountability. Thank you. Thank you, Margie. And we have one more person to speak for. Who is that, Deb? Dan. Dan to speak for. Not this Dan, but a different Dan. <laughs> I'm just pleading for common sense. I, I do think we have to have accountability. And but we just have to keep moving forward. It was the turtle that won the race, not the rabbit. So let's keep going. Thank you. All right. We are going to go ahead and call the question on this particular resolution, which is resolution number 10, right, on reporting access for resolutions. All right. So at this point in time, Nancy, make sure all hands are down in the Zoom room. All hands are down in the Zoom room. All right, all hands are down in the Zoom room. All those in favor of this resolution on reporting on resolutions, resolution number 12, please raise your hand in the Zoom room. Okay, it's finished. All right, it's finished. So now we will focus on the ballroom. So again, this is resolution 12 on the resolutions on resolutions on reporting. So. All those in favor of the resolution, please signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed, signify by saying no. All right, overwhelmingly voting aye in the ballroom. And now have all hands been lowered in the Zoom room? Nancy. All hands are down in Zoom. All those opposed to resolution 12 on reporting of resolutions, please raise your hand. If you are opposed to resolution 12, please raise your hand. 
All right, we had 141 for, 14 against in the Zoom room and an overwhelming yay vote in the ballroom. So I move, uh, I mean, I acknowledge that the vote on this resolution is yes, a due pass. We only had 14 people in the Zoom room that voted in opposition, and I don't believe I heard 11 voices in the ballroom, so I do not believe we need to have a, have a standing record vote. All right, this motion has passed. We now move forward to our next resolution. Gabe, please introduce our next resolution. This will, by the way, this okay. will be our last resolution before we take a lunch break. Okay, go ahead, Gabe. All right, this is gonna be number 13 and it is dealing with audio description on YouTube. Resolution 2022-13, YouTube audio description submitted by the American Council of Blind Students, ACBS. Whereas audio description is widely available for people who are blind or have low vision to enjoy on several streaming platforms such as Disney+, Netflix, and Apple TV, and whereas YouTube controls of audio description have remained in beta and YouTube has not publicly committed to a date when this feature will be fully available, and whereas the North American division of Ubisoft is the first company to take advantage of YouTube's audio description, demonstrating how it can enhance the entertainment value for people who are blind or have low vision, now, therefore, be it resolved by the American Council of the Blind and Convention assembled on this day of July 2022 at the CHI Health Center Omaha in Omaha, Nebraska, that this organization calls upon YouTube to publicly establish a date to roll out the audio description feature to all users, and be it further resolved that YouTube work with the American Council of Blind Students and the audio description project in order to reach out to content creators to assist them in the creation of high-quality audio description content. Is there anyone who makes wishes to make a motion for a point of order, inf information, or clarification? I have two people that are in Zoom. All right, two people with their hands raised in Zoom. Lino Orlino Lewis Morales. Mr. Morales, your hands raised for a point of information, clarification, or point yes, of order. Yes, sir, point of clarification. Uh, excuse me, Mr. President, sorry to interrupt you. Now, this is uh, YouTube TV, correct? YouTube TV, correct. Yes, sir. Um, really quick, I am for this. I am a YouTube TV subscriber. Okay, you're, you're out of order. This is only okay. a point of information or All clarification. All right, sorry. I, I apologize. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. okay. Do we have anyone else who has a hand raised? Two, two individuals. Um, phone number 597. Phone number 597. You're now recognized for a point of order, yes, information, sir. or clarification. This is Calandra. Um, although I don't get it, this is YouTube TV, right? I couldn't understand her at all. The YouTube, it's a YouTube channel, isn't it? Oh, it's a YouTube channel, isn't it? I think that's what she said. Yeah, that was the same question as before. Go, go ahead, Mr. Gabe, President. if you can answer that. Yes. Yes, I, I think she's asking the same question that was asked before. Is this YouTube TV? And, and yes, it is. The answer is yes, it is YouTube TV. Do we have any other? Okay, what? Thank you. What, what other kind of thing that it has on it, like, uh, like, socks, scrapers, or something? 
I think we'll go on to the next point of order or clarification. Okay. Next point of order would be Carl Richardson. Carl Richardson. Yes, this is Carl. <clears throat> I'm the co-chair of the audio description project along with Kim Charlson. There is a difference between YouTube TV and the YouTube, you know, where you stream different videos, what you want to stream. YouTube TV is where you get channels that you pay for. YouTube, the app, is what I understand this to be for, not YouTube TV. I want to make this clear. Ah. YouTube TV. YouTube TV does already pass through audio description, but the beta has to do with YouTube, not YouTube television. Okay, thank you for that clarification, Carl. So it's YouTube, not YouTube television, which is a paid for service. Okay, thank you. Yes. Thank you. All right, any other points of information or clarification? Okay, I have Dan Newt. Dan Newt. Hi, I'd also like to clarify, I believe it is for YouTube, if a channel owner wants to add an audio description track to a video that they're uploading, this is something that apparently Ubisoft is able to do, but any other channel owner cannot do it. I have Aaron Espinoza. Aaron Espinoza. Wow. Okay, Aaron, you're recognized for a point of information or clarification or point of order. Yeah, I just want to say uh, to the last person, we just put it in there about uh, Ubersoft. Um, we used them as an example because they had done it. Anyone can can do it now instead of uploading two separate tracks they can just upload one and the user can totter on and off the setting so i just want to make that clarification about that um that's really it all right thank you aaron anyone else nancy with a point of information or clarification melody holloway melody holloway Hello, thank you if the creator of a youtube the video chooses for some unfathomable reason not to allow audio description for their content. Can they do this or could the resolution require anyone who is creating a video to um, incorporate AD? Thank you. All right, I don't think that was truly like a point of information or clarification. That was a question, so I'm, we're gonna move forward. Thank you, Melanie. All right, anyone else? I have two more. Melissa Holy Wabshaw. This is only for information, clarification, or point of order. Go ahead. Melissa Wabshaw. Melissa Wabshaw. Hello. I was just wondering if the resolution could include a specific date for YouTube to, you know, to say that they will authorize okay, audio the, the, description. This is not information or clarification, so I'm ruling you out of order. That would happen in regular debate. Elizabeth von Eiderstein. Elizabeth, for a point of order, information, or clarification. Hi, yes, can you all hear me? Yes, go ahead, Melissa. Well, good, thanks. Um, sorry, okay. Um, if I've heard a couple times that um, a company is already doing this, so if it's already being done, then what are we proposing? If it's already happening, then what are we achieving by asking it to happen if it's already happening? Okay, that's a point of clarification. Gabe, could you please answer that? What's being asked in this resolution is that this YouTube program, or um, yeah, I guess program that they're working on, is currently in beta. 
And this resolution oh, is calling for, for them to publicly establish a date for uh, for this to be publicly rolled when out and, no and available to people. Yes. Okay, got it. Thank cool. you. That was and a very good point with of their clarification. Beta program. Good, got it. Okay, thank you, Melissa. Thank you, Gabe. Any more points of information, clarification, or points of order? The last person is Joel Snyder. And Joel Snyder. Go ahead, Thank Joel. you. Thank you, Mr. President. Um, the point of this resolution, as I understand it, is to make sure that YouTube finally gets it out of beta, the ability for people to toggle on or off audio description. Heretofore, the folks who want to audio describe a video have to post two versions, a described version and another version, which uh, is inefficient. This is about asking YouTube to use, to change the nature of their player, which they've already done in beta, so that it includes a toggle to turn the description on or off. There are video players that do that, and we want YouTube to employ that kind of player. Joel, thank you for that clarification. Do we have any more hands raised? If not, we'll move on to our normal debate or maybe the question. So There are no new hands raised. No more hands Zoom. raised. So all hands are down in the Zoom room. At this point in time, do we have any oh, request to speak for or against the resolution? I hear no one in the ballroom wishes to speak for or against, which, you know, Probably means that people are pretty much for it, but okay. In Zoom, do we have anyone wishing to speak for or against the resolution? Phone number 597. Phone number 597. This is Calandra. I wish to speak for it. Thank you. All right, thank you. So we have one for. Do we have anyone else who wishes to speak for or against the resolution? Nancy, okay. hands. I have a Mo Carter. Carpenter, sorry, Mo Carpenter. Mo Carpenter. Mo Carpenter, do you wish to speak for or against the resolution? Am I unmuted? Yes. Okay, I would like to speak for. All right, we have Mo speaking for. All right, at this point in time, I'm going to uh, lower hands. So, Nancy, please lower all hands. Okay, all hands are lowered in Zoom. Please raise your hand if you would like to speak against this resolution. Yes. Okay. Melissa Wabshaw. Melissa? Um, I just would like to still ask my question about if it would include a date. So I don't know how that would fall. Well, that's part of what the resolution is saying is that we'll, we'll, we'll ask for... But it does not list a specific date. I'm thinking, you know, if YouTube, you know... If, I'll, I'll, if you I'll have a date to, to, you know, for YouTube to release it by, you know, instead of just saying, oh, we'll release it five years from now. All right. I'm sorry. I don't, I'm not trying With to you, be confusing. Sure. The, 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 we're, the resolution doesn't set the date, but it asks, what our resolution calls for is for them to set a date. That's what the resolution calls for, for a date certain. But Gabe, is that, am I reading that correctly? Yes, sir. Okay. And I, and I don't know that we can force YouTube to set a date, but um, yes, this resolution is asking for YouTube to publicly set a date. 
So at this point in time, do we have any more hands wishing to speak against the resolution? No. We have no hands right now speaking. No. no. Okay. So we have two people speaking for the resolution. Okay, we agreed to ch change the standing rules, so we're here for these two people, and then we'll call the question. So first, we had Calandra. Yes, I think it would be a good idea, even if it is, has been happening for some time, for it to increase, um, and then I think it would be good for those who uh, have YouTube apps to be able to use it also. Thank you. Thank you, Calandra. And next we have Mo to speak in favor of the resolution. As a content creator, I would really love to have this option. And as a um, person who publishes content for an affiliate, I would love to have this option readily available so that our people are able to get things in the format that they are wishing for. And that's all I have to say. Thank you. Thank you, Mo. All right, at this point in time, we're gonna call the question. Uh, Nancy, are all hands down? Please have all hands down in the Zoom room. All hands are down in Zoom. All right, all those in favor of resolution 13 related to audio description in, in uh, YouTube, please raise your hand in the Zoom room. If you are in favor of resolution 13, please raise your hand in the Zoom room. All right, thank you, Nancy. At this point in time, I'm going to ask the question to the ballroom. All those in favor of resolution 13 on audio description and YouTube, signify by saying aye. All those opposed signify by saying no. I heard, I think, three no's. Okay. At this point in time, please, are all hands lowered in the Zoom room? Yes, they are. All those opposed to Resolution 13 on audio description for YouTube, please raise your hand. If you are against the resolution, please raise your hand in the Zoom room. All right, the vote in the Zoom room was 142 in favor, two against. We had an overwhelming majority in the ballroom. So the ruling of the chair is that the resolution passes. Also, I believe that there were not 25 people in opposition to the resolution. Therefore, there will be no need for a record vote. So we will now move forward for a, a recess until two o'clock. So that gives everybody 55 minutes for lunch. The cafe is open. We'll be back here at two o'clock to consider the next round of resolutions. Thank you.